You're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. Alright, fake nerds, welcome back to another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 135. You are here with us. Us is Brandon T. McClure. Hi. And Ryan Eliopoulos. Uh, and Ben Magnet. 135. 135. 135. 135. 135. 135. Woo! And us is here. Stealing people's jokes. And us is here. No, we're together. To do nerd news. And us is here to discuss us we is here in our companionship together no murder though no but we will be joining hands across america oh i'm i'm uh. murdering all of you oh uh brandon how was your week will you take us away take oh away. no i want to go last uh you always go last yeah yeah by design okay he's most important yeah clearly that's no, why. Yeah. least important he is uh. most important and you should remember this. I'll just go first. Uh, All right, Ryan. I spent most of my week, much like you've deep dived back into Dragon Ball, uh, one of my first loves was the Warhammer 40,000 universe. And uh, Warhammer Dawn of War is a real-time strategy game that came out in 2004, and they had a second sequel that wasn't very good. And then they had a third sequel that came out that went back to the original formula. Uh, that game's not good either, and it really bummed me out. So I re-downloaded the old games. I downloaded mods. I started uh, rereading all the books because there was a Humble Bundle uh, for 15 books. Uh, for like 15 bucks. So I'm rereading all the books. Uh, I'm playing all the games. 15 um, books for 15 bucks. It's a good deal, my dudes. Uh, the first book is written by Dan Abnett. I think you would actually really like it. It's a lot of space galactic uh, uh, politics stuff. I think it's really awesome. Okay. Uh, here are some fun facts about the 40,000 Warhammer 40,000 universe real quick. The Emperor of Mankind, he is the uh, he's immortal. He has 10,000 people sacrifice their lives every day to keep him alive. Because the, he's god, that, the God Emperor, right? Yeah, the God Emperor of Mankind. He's so important that 10,000 people sacrifice their lives. They are born to be killed for him. That's how vital he is to the Empire. Um, that's about it. I are think these, it's really cool. Are these comics or books? They are books. Mm. Like, real-ass books. There's not that many comics, which real is... Real-ass books. Real-ass books with hundreds of pages. Uh, there aren't that many comics, which is a shame because this universe is so awesome and so vast. And uh, it's just fun to be back in the world. I really love the politics of it because it's about the Imperium of Man uh, reclaiming the galaxy for science and destroying religion their whole thing is hey man i know you believe in this thing but you're wrong so you can either join the side of humanity in science or we're going to purge your world uh and make you scientific and that is really interesting because they're considered the good guys dan abden's first book is called i am slaughter Ooh, it's great yeah uh this book that i'm currently reading is called the horus heresy uh horus rising horus is like their darth vader and he joins the dark side and creates a civil war it's real great uh i'm just really excited to be in it that's all i did all week i worked a lot that's all Nice, man. Hell yeah. Ben, tell us what you did this week. Uh, Same old, same old, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's the only, like, cool thing I really did was, um, well, it wasn't really a cool thing. It was just something that was, that was like, oh, this is nice. Um, So I went to go get my car serviced on uh, Saturday morning. Very cool. Oh, I need to do that. Yeah, I need an oil change. (laughs) No, I got my car serviced. Do your taxes. I I don't have much time. <laughs> no, so I went to go get my car service, and uh, I was wearing my Mega Man hat, and the guy who was like doing the paperwork for my car, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I used to play Mega Man all the time. So we started talking about it. He was like, yeah, my favorite was Legends. of like, holy shit, so was mine. So we we were, we were we got off on a good, we, we stepped on the right foot, 
And uh, then, or not you, sure that's the analogy. You know what I'm talking about. Got off on the right foot. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. So then, uh, when uh, they took my car in to go to service, I brought a whole uh, my whole stack of comics that I haven't read yet. So Heck I'm yeah. just sitting in the lobby reading my books. And as he comes up to me to get to tell me my car is ready, he's like, "Man, you read comics too? Jeez, how cool can you get?" Aww. I'm sitting there going, "Who me? Thanks." <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> that dude's hardcore flirting with you. Oh, yeah, dude. So a uh, dude who was uh, helping me at the Kia of Irvine, <laughs> shout noise. out to you, man. <laughs> it's, always, it's always nice, yeah, like, you I know, told, running in the... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I also told him that, because I was reading Cosmic Ghost Rider when he came to tell me my car was ready. Mm. And I was telling him that, and he was like, yeah, dude, my, his dad or one of his family members left him a whole bunch of comics, DC and Marvel mixed bag. And I said, well, if you're wanting to get into some good Marvel stuff, anything written by Don, Donnie Cates and Marvel is apparently amazing right now. And did you tell me to listen to the show? I did. Cool. I most certainly did. Hello, person. If per- you're listening to this. I, Hi, I didn't get it from I, dealership. I didn't get his name, but I told him to listen. To, I gave him the name of our show, so he, so hopefully he's listening right now. So, what's up, dude? So we got a guy from uh, the Black Bear Diner. We got a guy from a mechanic shop. I hope we got that guy. Is from there the anyone Black else well, that we we've given the, the no, name my of guy, our podcast? My guy's from the who's a mechanic at Kia of Irvine. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So we Welcome, mechanic of IKEA at Irvine. And the right? Black Bear of Diner. Kia. Not what he IKEA. Said? IKEA. No. Kia. No, Kia. You go to IKEA to buy a car Kia. and assemble Yeah, you said IKEA. You did. I? did. Oh, yes. I meant you did. Um, you also watched the SpongeBob movie. I did. Oh, we did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw SpongeBob nice. Sponge Out of Water. Mm-hmm. That's a, a real funny movie. Oh, that is a real funny something movie. else I did. I was playing a lot of Tetris 99 over the weekend. Oh, right. Yeah, you got third place in one of them. I did. I did. Do you think you're good at Tetris? I think I'm decent. Because like I'm not very good, and that game scares me. Because like no. I don't want to get eliminated immediately. No, I'm. We watched Tetris porn. We did. Why would you? Yeah, we did. We it did. wasn't as exciting as I thought. No, no. that did happen. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe that happened. No, so Tetris 99. If you, I mean, I have been seeing. I mean, apparently, according to like the uh, the Metacritic score and like the general the general consensus is like eight out of ten. It's good. It's dude. It's, it's literally it's it's basic Tetris multiplayer. Yeah. Like yeah. it's there's not a lot to it. I, but thing is, I've been seeing a lot of people like shit on Tetris ninety nine because there is one big problem. It doesn't necessarily tell you how to play because there are. I mean, it is Tetris, but there are other things you can do. Like there's a, a menu on the top of the screen where you could send all your garbage line. Like you could send people garbage lines yeah. to screw them up. It doesn't tell you like how much you need. Well, like, I'll tell you what. Also, like. It's considered a quote battle royale game, yeah, where, it is. you know, like a hundred people drop down, like Fortnite or yeah. or PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and those games also don't tell you how to play the game. Yeah, you just gotta learn. Yeah, so it's kind of also is. this was it's a free game. It's completely if you free. have if Switch, you have the Switch online free. service. It's completely. It's, it's a very cheap game. Yeah, there's literally one thing to do in it, and it's just play Tetris online. Yeah. And it's, it's I fine. love so I love playing Tetris. I've always loved Tetris. So for me, it's like yeah, I want to see how good I am against these other people. And so if you don't like Tetris and you're and you're shitting on it, then well screw you because you don't like Tetris. Yeah. If you like Tetris, you're gonna enjoy you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And also it's free. So how, how can you complain that's about the, that? That's the main thing why I blew up because you could play for free with a hundred yeah. people. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's and, cool. Yeah, but so far my best is third place, and my girlfriend is at sixth. Nice. I think that's Not that. Bad. That was her best. My favorite type of Tetris game is called Battle Tetris, where it's like you have Street Fighter characters, and when you do a successful line clear, he does like a Hadouken, and you have a little health bar that just goes down. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Fun. Sparks, your week? Uh, I didn't really do anything. Okay. Of note. We watched one episode of Deadly Class. Oh, yeah, we did that. How was that? That was good. Good? Yeah. That show's still good. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I um, saw... Uh, what did I do this week? I wrote it all down because I couldn't remember. Um, oh, uh, so before we, we continue, um, we are part of the Pave Media Network. 
Paving uh-huh. the way. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are part of the Pave Media Network, so check out pavemedia.net uh, for more podcasts on that network. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Batman, Batman vs. the World. Um, also, we did a... I was actually... I'm going to be on this next episode of Beyond the Box Set. Have you done it already? Yeah. Nice. We recorded it already, and it's going to be um, out on Friday, I believe. Ooh, um, ooh. We talked about John Carter. And I pitched a sequel to John Carter. Not John Carter of Pluto, John Carter of Mars. John Carter of Mars, okay, the cool. Disney film from 2012. Uh, and I liked watching that movie again so much that I went actually went out and bought the book. Mm, so nice. I now, actually, Edgar Rice Burroughs? Edgar Rice Burroughs. I, I, bought, I bought the book, at Barnes & Noble exclusive, got the first five books in it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check those out. I went through a, uh, in my teens, I went through a heavy dynamite phase of reading a lot of John Carter books. Yeah. And I didn't even know anything about him besides just, this is a cool comic thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, I think we've talked about it before, but like that—that's that movie got done dirty, yeah, yeah. real bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, um, uh, duh, 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 so I did that. Uh, I went to see Captive State, um, the new John Goodman film, which was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted it to be better. I think the major problem with that film was um, the main character is a very passive person he's not part of the action the action happens around him but not to him we don't really get a sense of character in that in that film it's an interesting concept and i would have liked to have seen it done uh, not necessarily better because i don't think there's more you could do with it but a more consistent main character would have been would have been really uh, cool there's an 80s movie called alien invasion uh or a- sorry alien nation mm-hmm. and it's about a world where aliens come and took over and then it's just like regular life but with alien overlords yeah. uh, i think you might like that one i'm not sure that yeah. um yeah there's a bit where our main character's gone for like 20 minutes yeah. And like the twenty minutes of the movie isn't. Is there it replaced by John Goodman? No, Aww. it's replaced by side characters who don't even have dialogue. I'm okay. It was very interesting. It was very weird. I was more interested in the people who didn't have dialogue, honestly, because yeah. they were actually doing something. They were uh, they were active in the plot and they were actually make, uh, moving it. Are the aliens cool? Yeah, no. I like the designs of the aliens, and I like the design of the world. I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, I want to see Wonder Park, um, which is a new animated film. It was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half less than. Uh, so mercifully short. Um, Man, that movie looked like the definition of like, wow, you need something for your kids to watch on a Saturday. Here's it on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, one for me, one for her. Yeah. My girlfriend That's... likes these kind of films. Uh, she lets me go see Captive State and I go Light and fluffies. We'll go see Wonder Park. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Wonder Park was, um, uh, it, was it was, you know what? It was, it was all right. It's an, it's an all right film. It's cute. It's telegraphs its message very, very plainly. Um, Is Antonio Banderas a pirate in it? No, he's not in it at well, all. Then it's not going to beat the SpongeBob movie. Mila Kunis is a pig, though. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Come on, Meg. And not Sandra Bullock. Jennifer Gardner. She's <laughs> Jennifer Gardner's actually in it? Yeah, That's she's funny. in it. Um, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer um, Gardner play John the John Oliver's in it. John Oliver plays in it, yeah. Porcupine? Really? Yeah. Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Porcupine. All right. Um, yeah, it's all right. Uh, obviously, I went to see Us because we're doing that this we're doing that this week uh, the sh- on the show. Um, and I saw one more. I didn't tell you guys about this because I... Uh, cause I was really excited about it. I went to see Shazam. Uh, I got to, I got to see Shazam uh, this weekend on Saturday. Oh, you lucky bastard! Yesterday, um, guys, that's good. I really hope you guys like it. It's real good. I All don't right. have a problem. I think I'm gonna like it. I think I'm gonna really enjoy I, it. Sparks, what? Sparks, Shazam. That's that's your. This is your movie, my friend. Cool. I don't want to overhype it. It's it's, but it's it's damn good. And when the movie ended, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, um, for obvious reasons. But when the movie ended, um. Uh, the the projector stopped. Zachary Levi walked out, and was this at ArcLight? Yeah, uh, it was at Burbank Sixteen. Mm, okay. Zachary Levi walked out, and everyone because everyone was like, "Why did the projector start?" And someone just goes, "Oh shit!" And Zachary <laughs> Levi's like, "Hello, what's up?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" 
it was awesome. It was awesome. Like Aww. it was really cool. And I've I've wanted to tell you guys about it, but I was like, I want I want to get your like your natural reactions on um, it. Um, on it because like it was something else. How many Fandango theaters got to see this early? Because I feel a lot. like a, a lot, lot of people have seen it now. Yeah, they, they two weeks away. They they put it out. I th- I don't know if they did one showing. In like each city or something like that, but there was a, there was a bunch. I saw a bunch. Obviously, of obviously, Zachary Levi didn't go to all of them. <laughs> That'd be funny. He's though. not the multiple man. Um, yeah, it was. You like it better than Aquaman? It's a different movie. Yeah. It's a different type of film. I think I like them. But I think I like them both. Hey, for the, the same. The all same I'm hearing is two good DC movies. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, if Aquaman is a you know Aquaman's a straight up like adventure film, it's like right up my alley. Shazam is not trying to be an adventure film. It's but it's a. My throat hurt from laughing so much. Mm, that's good to hear. Like it was, it was really great. Yeah, I think I, I cannot wait for the two weeks when we get to review this movie. Um, Not that far. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Heck I Eddie. really want to see Shazam now. Yeah, it's oh, I'm, so, oh, I really hope you guys like it. All right. Okay. Uh, should we, should we move on then? Should we get into a, our bread and butter sparks? You good? Have anything you want to add before we move on? No. Okay. Uh, bread and butter it is then. And here is your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to start off, we got some exciting news from C2E2. Chicago, and Chicago a- Entertainment Entertainment. Chicago Comics Entertainment Expo. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you were wrong, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marvel had a major showing. I, did DC go? Um, I think they did. I know, did. They didn't announce anything big. <laughs> I didn't see shit coming from them. Maybe not. No. Um, maybe they're waiting for WonderCon next weekend. Uh, maybe. Actually, that's a good point. Because I know DC goes to what they're they're always at WonderCon. Yeah. And Marvel does a lot of stuff in Chicago, mm. so that could be the that could be the balancing of the. Scales. You know, DC doesn't really have any events lined up. Like Marvel, Marvel's very event happy again, so I can see like why they would want to use a. <laughs> they released and, a freaking yeah panel four, of like four here's events. all the events. Four events this year. Hey, How- no events for eighteen months. However, however, guys, Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, doing an event in August called Absolute Carnage. Yep. And holy crap, my friends, I'm excited. Is uh, this his first event? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be a f- no. He did Damnation with Nick Spencer. Oh, that's true. That was like a small event, though. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like it's. They didn't put like they didn't put it on a projector for people. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is gonna be a four issue event comic, uh, probably with a bunch of tie-ins, um, out in August twenty nineteen. And basically, it's gonna the details are short, but it's going to be about Carnage going after everyone who's worn a symbiote, which is pri- which is practically everyone. everyone in the Marvel universe. Which is everyone. Oh, they're screwed. There's literally an event collector called Venomized. Yeah. <laughs> so they're screwed. So basically, what what Donny Cates is, if you watch the video of Donny Cates, it was really it was really cool how he's he's clearly very excited about being able to do about being able to do this. This is coming off of Web of Venom Carnage, uh, Carnage Born, which is uh, which is basically when he resurrected Carnage, um, and brought up the idea that every single time a symbiote leaves a person, it actually leaves a part of them that insi- makes sense. inside of the, inside of. So there's still a part of the, of a symbiote inside of them each time. So, if Carnage takes that out of the person, not only does it kill that person, but it brings him closer to Null, who's the god of symbiotes. Heck yeah, dude! So we're going. We're, he's going after everyone, and um, I, I'm so excited, guys. It's gonna get yeah, real. Yeah, man, his name's Donny Cates, and Ryan Stegman will be writing. will be drawing this one, but not the main Venom series. No. Someone else. They're will taking a. Venom. They're taking a break from Venom for just a little bit. Yeah, which is fine. 
But just, yeah. I mean, no, Donny Cates will be will write Venom and Absolute Carnage. Okay, yeah. But Ryan Segman won't draw both. Someone else will draw Venom, and then Ryan Ryan Segman will go back to Venom. It's cool with me, man. So yeah, like I've uh, Venom or Venom. Uh, I mean, also Venom was never a character I really cared about until yeah. Donny Cates, and now Carnage is kind of the same thing. I'm like, yeah, he's just an extension of Venom, kind of. So uh, more of Donny Cates' version of that, I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? We're pretty uh, all. I think we're okay. all in the same boat here. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. pretty excited. Uh, you asked me yeah. what the uh, what the there was a one shot that Warren Ellis wrote in the nineties. It was called God Bomb. Mind Bomb. Mind Bomb. God oh. Bomb is the, is the, is Thor, the, comic. the Thor comic. Thor <laughs> comic. War of the Realms is on the head. Yeah. Uh, but Mind Bomb is an awesome one shot about Carnage and like his psyche and like uh, this evil doctor trying to get famous by like fixing Carnage and he just gets murdered. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like some of that inspiration is coming into this. Yeah. That's awesome. The cover art looks really cool. The first prologue will be in the Free Comic Book Day issue. Uh, this year, so definitely just want to check that one out, guys. Yeah, dude. All right, I guess we move on to the other exciting news of this week. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, Ryan's favorite writer. Is that your favorite writer? Well, uh, for, at a time at Marvel, he was yeah. when he was writing Avengers, and then I think Secret Wars is my is personally like the best event they've done in the last like ten years. Like nothing tops the scope and the the impact and the great characterization of all that stuff with mm-hmm. the beautiful writing like Jonathan Hickman is the, my favorite thing to happen to Marvel personally well you're in luck he's coming back I know <laughs> I, I fully we were all like the rumors were like he's going to DC for a long time and I'm like cool man like Ben this left like switch the guard up but like in my heart I wanted to come back to Marvel so mm-hmm. uh, let's go for it I mean the the implication was that he was done telling the story he was wanted to tell at Marvel yeah. and perhaps the rumors were true that he was offered JSA and Legion but Doomsday Clocks uh, delays stop that who knows yeah. uh, if those are true or not but however um, a tease came out of Mutation and then Hickman and everyone was like Hickman's doing X Men. Oh, I didn't see the Mutation. The one. M- first one was Mutation. I didn't see that. I just yeah. saw the Hickman one. Okay. So it was the same. It was the same. It was the same image. Yeah. And it said Mutation, and then the next day the same image, but oh, it said Hickman. Yeah. So everyone was like, "Oh, he's doing X Men." Uh, and lo and behold, he is writing two X Men comics called House of X with Pepe Larraz mm-hmm. and Power of X with R. B. Silva. Um, they're being described as the next big event that will set up the stories to come. C.B. Slabowski had this to say. He said, we are excited to have John back with the Marvel family and we could not have asked for a better creative team to help usher the X-Men into a whole new era. While we can't reveal too much about the story just yet, these new stories will redefine the X-Men and their place in the Marvel Universe. This is a historic moment both new and passionate fans won't want to miss. Uh, for real, this the last this reminds me a lot of... Uh, who what who's a big time writer that just got brought up to another company and he got to write like their main thing like a two a two series Bendis Bendis and Superman uh I I have a strong feeling and I feel bad for for Ed Brisson and Matthew Rosenberg who are the current guys on X Men because they just relaunched that universe less than a year ago and nobody likes it Do you know how many times they relaunched the X Men universe in, not, since not, Bendis left Yes but not to this extent This was their big push of like Hey it's like the nineties X Men It's after Guggenheim That's when they did like a hard No I'll 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 counter that okay. X Men Gold and X Men Blue where they pushed that hard Did it and then. But I'm telling you, as someone who read those X-Men books after that, they did a hard relaunch. Yeah, I know. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like They keep pushing these new launches for the X-Men. Yes. X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue, now but, Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. Uh, so X-Men Gold worked. Uh, that book was good. Uh, X-Men Blue, I didn't read, but I heard it was good. Um, and then... X-Men Red. And then X-Men Red was good. And then, fortunately, that was a shorter-lived series. But like that, those core books were good. And then uh, that team left, and they brought the new team in, and this team isn't working. So uh, I think especially... And it's not a coincidence. I do think him writing the X-Men and the future of all this stuff is going to help spring forward the stuff they're going to do in the movies, too. Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. X, is that still going or is that done? 
That was a miniseries. It's done. Oh, never mind. Uh, no, because uh, Rogue and Gambit was a miniseries. I think Mr. and Mrs. X is the. Is I thought the... that was the miniseries. No, because that one can't there's, specify. I thought there's two miniseries. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. X was the second miniseries. Yes, but I don't think it's a miniseries. It doesn't matter. It's going to get canceled because no one's reading about me anyway. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is primarily that they're saying it's an event. Yeah. So perhaps these aren't the ongoing titles, but the... This isn't. This is Bendis' six-issue Man of Steel before the relaunch yeah. of number one. This is exactly what that is. Uh, Sparks, you've been silent lately. What's up? Uh, Hick- Hickman's writing X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great opinion, man. Thanks. I s- it yeah. sounds cool. I yeah. haven't read a lot of Hickman stuff, so I don't no, have fair. strong opinions on I, it. Yeah, I've read... I've read some of his Avengers, I haven't read all of it. Um, I have intended to for a while. Uh, but yeah, I read Secret Wars and that was awesome. Yeah. So exciting. Um, I, I have faith in the fact that you like it. So I'm like, yeah. this is this is a good thing probably because Ryan says good things about Hickman, but I don't have super duper person. This isn't Bendis going to Superman. I'll tell you what, uh, like, uh, uh, I've I've wanted to support like these latest X books, but like I, they're just not doing it for me. Like, like Guggenheim's was. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all for I'm all for something stronger written about the X Men, and right. I agree with you. I think that that the, the timing of it does make it seem like this is going to be if this works, this is going like, to be a push for the direction they'll want to take. Because I was films. talking to, to Sparks and Ben in the car. Uh, a lot of the Avengers stuff in the movies is Hickman directly inspired. Mm-hmm. His event Infinity, like the Black Order, the stuff in the Infinity stuff, like that's all Hickman. Like of course Infinity Gauntlet in the '90s, but like the the core with like the Outriders Wakanda battle, that is mm-hmm. all from his Avengers run. Uh, so I really think they're going to give him the X-Men and be like, hey, man, whatever you do, like, we'll think about the future of it. I, yeah, I think the... Because it's futureless I, right now. I yeah. don't think the idea is for Kevin Feige being like, oh, what are you doing, Hickman? We can use that. No, not a I one-to-one. Think, I think what it is is Marvel has this has this opinion and they have for quite some time. You saw it specifically with what they did with Captain Marvel in the last couple of, in the last year with the two, with their two titles that they tried to relaunch her origin story. Marvel themselves, Marvel Publishing, is trying to match what the movies are doing. They're trying to homogenize all the stuff together. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Kevin Feige doesn't really care. He'll t- yeah. he lets his writers take whatever they want. The more movies come out, the more they the comics start to look like those representations. Yeah. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and especially like where the X Men comics are now and the movies, they're both kind of at like a standstill. So why not like again like kind of merge them together like as a we'll we'll see. How long do we see the Phoenix Saga again? Sick bets. Ten years. Five. That's the thing. I I am one hundred percent willing to see another Phoenix Saga series because that's what it is. It's not a single movie. Yeah, it's a series. Yeah, it's a saga. There's multiple. Kevin, Kevin here's a, here's the scenario. Kevin Feige l- finally loses his mind, hires Simon Kinberg again to do no. the Dark Phoenix. No. X Men Three, part third three. times the charm, guys. No thanks. Dude. We're doing the Phoenix <laughs> no. Saga again in two hours. That I would mean, probably like, kill the MCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they'll they're not gonna touch anything. They're gonna go such in the opposite direction. Like I'm not surprised if they if. Like I know this is like movie stuff, but if they do like Grant Morrison's all new X Men, mm-hmm. completely get away from everything you know, do crazy space stuff like the X Men have been are known for, like a lot of galactic stuff. Uh, we'll see. I think Hickman joining on and that teaser image they released has much like Guardians of the Galaxy with Donny Cates has a really uh, a lot of really interesting character choices. There's a lot of apocalypse characters like Dark Beast and Dark uh, Dark Nightcrawler. There's multiple Wolverines. There's multiple Jean Greys. As it's- far as CB Sabolsky says. With that image, they're taking. It's not so much teasing the the the, the series, but yeah. so much as looking back at th- at the legacy of the X Men. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? He could be lying. 
I mean, what I mean is like like with, with with Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of classic characters are returned mm-hmm. who have been missing, and I think they're, Hickman's going to respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, it's just crazy, crazy news, guys. I know, that's so exciting. Oh, yeah. that's super exciting. Um, Marvels, uh, which is a four issue miniseries yeah. that actually had a zero issue a couple of years ago. Mm, um, yeah. They uh, by Kurt Busiek and. Um, Alex Ross. It was kind of like Justice and Kingdom Come in the sense that it, it was them it's looking at ground the, level regular people seeing superheroes in a real world. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, they are making a one shot sequel um, that will be collected in Marvels. Uh, any subsequent editions of Marvels will collect this story. Um, we no, were just at the comic shop and they have one of like the True Believers, like True Believers one dollar first like, yeah. issue of Marvels out. True, true Believers. True Believers, <laughs> baby. Um, so it's going to take place after. Uh, so it will take place after the events of the original story, um, and that's all we really know. Well, as long as it's going to be collected, because I was thinking about because when we were at the comic store today, I was like, because WonderCon's next week and I'm going. Yeah. I was writing down um, things to get at WonderCon. Marvels. Yeah. So I was thinking about Marvels, but then since it's going to be collected, I was like, oh, I'll just wait a little bit, and what, then yeah, you might want to wait. What's interesting yeah, is a little bit. what's interesting about yeah, wait till this thing comes out. Uh-huh. What's interesting about this is so there's a zero issue that talks about the the is a retelling of the original Human Torch's origin story. Then there was a sequel called Marvels Eye Eye of the Camera, released in 2008. Um, where Busiak, Busiak can, uh, returned as writer, but not with Alex Ross. Um, and then there was a dark version of the story called Ruins, written by Warren Ellis. Mm, I don't know this one. Yeah, that looks interesting. Okay. I kind of want to check that one out. Uh, yeah, dude, Marvel's, I haven't read it in a long time, but it is, obviously it's Alex Ross, the art is beautiful, yeah. but it's like the point of view of like, oh my God, there's a there's a, there's a, a, a flying human torch, and there's a girl who's invisible fighting a dude with a metal face, like what's going on? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it is very much like a, a like a, um, like a Justice, like I said, or, um. Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. From Kingdom protect, Come. Per, the perspective of the normal guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, this is exciting. Yeah. Alex I'm Ross, down. dude, Alex Ross interiors, you don't get a lot. No, so. no. Like the reason why I went out and saw Kingdom Come when, because I didn't really know about it, I was like, no, I kind, I think I want to read this book. And then when I read it, I was like, this book is like amazing. Every page is a piece every, of art. Yeah, every page is a piece of art. Every cover of Secret Wars is a piece of art. Oh yes, Alex oh. Ross. That's right. He did do the covers for Secret yeah. Wars. Uh, yeah, he doesn't do interior. No, he doesn't. Saad Ribic did the covers. No. For Secret mm, Wars, you're right. Oh. I think no, he, he I did because he also does the covers for this book right here, Fantastic Four, and it's the exact same. Holy crap, that looks just like Alex Ross. Uh, it's how uh, Ribic's art is bananas good. I promise you. Um. Yeah. Okay. You touche. You got me. Um. Got him. Uh. You know what? You know what? He, he might did, have done variants. He did the. Uh, he did the promo image. Oh, the promo. Okay, got yeah. that all out. Um. Yeah, he did the promo image. Is it the one with Doctor Doom's face? No. Oh, okay. Because he also did a a, a a variant of Doctor Doom's face with like the Fantastic Four like in it and stuff. I'm gonna figure this out because I know he did something. That book had a thousand variants, so I'm not. I'm not. Uh... He did the covers. He did, that. he did the covers. He did. He really did. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Wow. He did the covers. Yeah, that's amazing. Alex Ross did the covers. Wow. Yeah, he did the. There must have been a sod Ribic variants that I bought then. There definitely oh, were. There yeah. definitely were. But okay. these are these are Alex Ross covers. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I knew. I I I. Oh, yeah. I say oh, Alex yeah, Ross. Know. They are similar, no? They are very similar. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, but either, nice. but bottom line, Alex Ross in an interior. Heck yeah. Sequel for Marvels. Bring it. Give it to me, please. Yeah, I only need to read Marvels. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. It's uh, it's it's good. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is this is the part of the show where I have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, does um, this have to? Invo- does so this involve Video Wagos? We have a um. We have a video game section here. Mm. Uh. I'll. I'll 
guide as much as I can. I did look at this. I did try to try to make sense of a lot of it, but I'll be honest, it was difficult for me to to see. So let's start with Stadia. Oh shit! The biggest news first. Oh, yeah. Shit. Let's start. Let's start there. Um. So Ryan, can you give me a or one of you? Yeah. Can you give Ryan. me a rundown of what this is? It's a. It's the the world's first streaming only service. Yeah. Streaming only console. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it, it's a console. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was a. I didn't. I thought it's, it's a. I read a, there wasn't a console. It is a box with predetermined. It's like a. It's a PC. You don't have to upgrade. Right. And oh, the whole thing about it is, uh, every game will play at the best possible resolution, best possible quality, as long as you have a good internet uh, stream. That's the only thing you need. You you pay however much is going to be. Uh, there's going to have subscription services like Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass is probably going to be on it. They haven't announced what their own subscription service is, but it is a subscription service. Uh-huh. So you buy the box, however much it's going to be. It's probably going to be four, five hundred bucks, three hundred bucks maybe. Uh, but as long as you have a decent internet provider, uh, you have a stronger system than the PS4 and Xbox One combined. Yeah, that's, I that's, did read that. That's interesting. And what's more interesting is uh, the the streaming for YouTube and Twitch is integrated inside of it, mm-hmm. so you don't need to buy a capture card. Nope. Also, you can use the internet, and if you watch a YouTube video of someone playing a video game, you can click on the link, and you will be brought into the game at the same point the YouTube player is playing the game instantly. Whoa. As long as your internet connection is good. That's insane. It is. So as long as you have a, a great internet connection, or yeah. a good internet connection. If we're playing connection. Shadow of the Colossus, and we're on yeah. the final boss... And I'm watching, and I'm watching the the link, and I have the Stadia. I can click on it, and the game will will be be brought up, and I'll be on the final boss with you. Well, how do you get the games? No, you still have to buy the game yourself. Right. So okay, so you still have to buy yeah, Shadow of the just Colossus. Like the, the integration of of quickly, uh, like oh, that game looks cool. Buy it. If you have the internet, it's instantly ready. I saw the um, I saw the the guy like you can switch between different like your your TV to your phone to your like you keep going from different so, yeah, devices. Lo- so yeah, so uh if you have a laptop from 2005 as long as you have internet connected to it, uh-huh. you can play the brand newest games. If you have a good enough internet service with the Stadia, you can play The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim on your phone. It uh-huh. it really is and I know it's like not the future you, you want, but it it is it is well, the future we're getting I saw, and I saw, it's impressive. I saw a tweet, I saw an interesting tweet where someone was like I don't get you gamers cuz we cuz you all want to be progressive and yet you blah 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 you complain when we try to and I saw it was like we just want games. Just give us games. Um yeah, both I see both points of that. Cuz yeah. cuz much like when Xbox was doing their online only thing when it was first getting announced, we pushed back really hard on that. Yeah. But that really is the, that is the future. It we is. just kind of halted it for a few years. Well, also we're X- Xbox, PlayStation, like you were talking a while ago about PlayStation Now, where you can stream PlayStation games and uh, other. It's not. Games. It, it's not very. Good. I thought about. Well, look, you told me that because I was thinking about getting yeah. it for a while. I was like, yeah, no. I'm they don't have the the software, the hardware that Google has because Google is no. a is a internet company. Yeah. Sony is a technology company. Exactly. They don't have the internet broadband bandwidth stuff. I don't know. Like. I'm not a technical person by mm-hmm. any means. Maybe more than you guys, but not very much. But I do know that this piece of technology is is it's insane. Yeah. It really is insane. The fact that you can stream games just instantly through this device and at the best resolution possible is pe- again. Like and the- they've they, Google has said them themselves. Listen, if you guys don't have good internet, this isn't this isn't for you. You yeah. need good internet. Uh-huh. But if you do, you have the highest quality gaming possible. Mm-hmm. Whatever the highest standard that they will allow, you can do it. And I, man, like I, I didn't think of it. So this anybody way. who doesn't have spectrum, so anyone who doesn't have spectrum, they're good. No, because like <laughs> our our internet, take like, take that spectrum. No, like, 
uh, we live in Los Angeles, we're fine. People who live in in the middle of Kentucky, they're screwed. Yeah, and I, Google has said. I that. think Spectrum has, will have something to say about. I'm just, yeah. I hate Spectrum. They're stupid. No, yeah. Um, I, I'm I taking the piss out of Spectrum. Even, Let Google, me. even Google said have, day one. We have Spectrum. We're fine. Yeah. Google, Google just, said uh, like I'm just taking the piss out yeah. of them. Like this isn't not everyone's gonna be able to get this day one. Like we realize this, but like yeah. to to make progress, we have to start things now. Yeah. And it's it's a super interesting and. This isn't. Uh, we also got to realize that Amazon is doing something like this. Walmart's doing something like this. Uh, uh, Apple is doing something like this. Do, do you remember the Ouya? Do you remember that? No, that that thing. That thing is terrible. Well, I know it was yeah. terrible, but wasn't that a like a, a internet only console? Yeah, but that that's more like mobile games on your TV. Okay, that's not right. so much. They didn't have any like huge games. Okay. Um, yeah, this, just, this demo was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, that. So a, a couple months ago, uh, they gave out Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free on the PC and say, "Hey, try try this out. We need to see if the streaming works." And it worked. People were playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on their shitty computers with good internet. Oh wow! And it's like, man, like I didn't think about that. Instead of keep upgrading PCs and consoles, uh-huh. just have good internet and they can just stream it all. Yeah, like it it totally makes sense and it's it's an expensive yeah, feature. I remember a few a few weeks ago we were looking at um game news and there was an article saying about when the PlayStation Five was coming out and I'm sitting there going I don't yeah. want the PlayStation Five I want more years of the PS4 I want more games for the PS4 the PS4 is doing yeah. so much kick-ass stuff already we don't need that and like with something this, like, like this Nintendo's like we may have a new version of the Switch but we're not going to stop yeah. the Switch all of a sudden and bring a brand new console you guys are loving at least it. not now but like yeah. just like Nintendo just like Sony and Microsoft in like five to ten years they're going to be a new Switch yeah. And that's just how it is. With the Stadia, as long as the games keep rising a quality and you have good internet, you never uh-huh. need to upgrade. Exactly. And for me, I don't want to have to keep spending $500 every couple of years. Exactly. I don't that's personally keep my opinion. So if the Stadia is one of those systems where you can where you can do Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo games all in well, one, that's, it's probably that's not. That's different. Yeah, Xbox that, is the only one where they're like, hey, we want you to play all our games. Exactly. PlayStation and Nintendo are like, no, screw you we're guys. Not, we're not there yet. We're not there yeah. yet. Microsoft which, is the only one who's playing ball. Yeah. Which is why I have hella respect for Microsoft right now. Yeah. But that uh, this will that'll take a while. But but still the 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 connectivity of the three. Oh companies. yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the same thing we've kind of talked about with the comics thing too. Yeah. That you know, it's the it's the recognizing that joining together creates a more lucrative future yeah. than than trying mm-hmm. to create all your own individual. Yeah. Microsoft services. gets it, man. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, in in like in a year or so when this thing comes out, the Xbox will be on there, and they're gonna be making so much more money, and PlayStation and Nintendo are just gonna be like second and third place mm-hmm. again. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, just be friends. We can all just be friends. Google's gonna save us, guys. Uh, well, speaking about, can we move on to <laughs> Xbox? Speaking about Xbox, uh, I guess Xbox Live is in fact coming to the Switch yeah. with Cuphead. Holy yeah. shit, man! Xbox, they're they're so smart. They're just gonna be raking in the money, man. It's crazy. Oh, because when I heard that Cuphead was gonna be an Xbox exclusive, I was bummed because I don't want to go out and buy an Xbox. Yeah, I don't. I didn't have an Xbox at the time. Yeah. And now that's like, hey, Cuphead is coming to your Switch. I'm like. Yes. Yeah. Please give me this game. I've been wanting to play it ever since I first found out about it. And now I can. Oh, this is it's gonna be so good. And Halo is coming to the Switch. Xbox Live is coming to Switch. Holy shit. Well, Halo is not coming to the Switch yet. Well, don't get crazy. We're well, starting eventually. with Xbox Live, yeah. Game Pass eventually. Yeah. But uh, it's not. We could see Halo in a year we on could. Switch. One hundred percent. We could. That's a crazy lifetime. But still, the fact that Microsoft is saying, "Yeah, you can play Cuphead on your Switch now. You can play Cuphead on the go or whatever yeah. you want." That's like them hugely like, yeah, we want to, let's play ball. Let's work together. Let's do some. I said it like when we first started talking about this stuff a while ago, but certain Xbox games, like I said, Minecraft and uh, Senua's Sacrifice, like they're uh-huh. already Xbox exclusive games on on there, but those mm-hmm. are smaller games. Yeah. Cuphead is like a, is a big deal. Oh yeah. Um, 
It's man, it's just like it's really cool that we live in this time because no, it's always been Cuphead about console started wars. as a small indie game and then it just blew up thanks to its art style and its difficulty, and now it's it's one of the big most highest selling games of all time. Yeah. Ever for indie or at least games. indie games. Yeah. I want indie for indie games wise, yeah. It's kinda like a, shuff, a shovel knight be it's kind of like Shovel Knight where it's popularity is like you go to a GameStop or even a store, there's Cuphead merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like there's Shovel Knight merchandise. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I mean, Cuphead's coming to Switch. Do you, do you think this means that I'm going to buy Cuphead again? Because I already have it on Xbox. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does mean I'm going to buy Cuphead again. <laughs> I know. I'm going to buy Cuphead yo, for guys. the Switch. That's for damn sure. Cuphead and Smash. Oh, son of a that Sounds bitch. like a sex move. He's no, he's basically just oh. a, a new skin of Mr. Game & Watch in some ways. I would say he's like Mega like, Man. Uh, <laughs> update him up a little bit. Yeah, he's like a combination between Mr. Game & Watch and Mega Man. Yeah. Master Chief. But, oh, but Cuphead has one of the characters in Smash because... Um, I would do... I, in I April, we're going to get Joker from yeah. uh, Persona 5. Yeah. That's a, and we that's should, a PlayStation and, JRPG, so yeah. we can get anybody. Yeah. So, holy shit. Hell yeah, holy video shit. game news. I'm ready. My... As Reggie said, my body is ready. Oh, side note, Reggie Fizeme. Reggie, he, he uh, he's retiring. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah, Reggie Fizeme is retiring, and you heard the guy who's gonna take over, right? Yeah, his name is Bowser. Kevin Bowser, he's gonna be the new the new Nite- president of Nintendo's last name is Bowser. That's funny. Nintendo of America specifically, but still, yeah. Yeah, I love video games. I'm glad we talked about it. Same here. Oh my the god, future is now. Yes, the future. Sure, we move on. I well, guess. Brandon, will you will you play more video games with things like this happening? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Mm. Toy Story 4 had a trailer. Had a it trailer. Did. That's the news for the week? Yeah. Wow. Unless I missed something. This is entirely likely. Mm. Um, Toy Story 4 had yeah. a trailer this week. Um, looks real good. Existential Crisis. I, I like this trailer a lot. Yeah. What did you think about this one, Sparks? The Resident Toy Story Pizza Planet shirt guy. Oh. Oh. Thanks. You like Toy Story more than I do me. like Toy Story. Um, uh, I thought that it was interesting that this trailer uses a lot of... Um, re- it's a long trailer, but it doesn't actually show that much because a lot of the shots are kind of repeating shots from, not the same shots, but they're from the same scenes. Sure. And they show up again in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's really only showing you a few scenes out of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, to- uh, Woody gets lost and when Forky decides Woody to run away. Woody gets lost along with Forky uh, and along the way finds Bo Peep. She's turned into Sarah Connor. Um, <laughs> toy Sarah Connor. Um yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm I'm glad that the Bo Peep storyline is uh, finally being addressed. I'm glad that these these aren't two things that they're trying to juggle that one kind of led into the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that that's that's part of it. Uh, it certainly seems like they're going for a very. I I would argue more so than Toy Story three marketing wise, not the movie itself. Um, they're going for a much more direct emotional punch. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, uh, it does seem very much like a. Uh, it's hard not to get the impression that that Woody's debating saying goodbye to to his life as a toy. It kind of feels like an end. Yeah, like, um, it, like that's the way they're going. That there's some sense of a goodbye to this. Uh, I I have no reason currently to doubt Pixar, so mm. I, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm only worry. My only worry is that perhaps it could negate the the ending that was Toy Story three. Yeah. Ah. I don't. I, I've I watched. Get, I've, I get they've it. they've made like f- five or six shorts mm-hmm. post uh, two two of them being long specials and the others being actual short shorts and none of them have ever 
made me feel like the ending of Toy Story three was was lesser because there were more adventures past Toy Story three. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know that Toy Story four would undo the impact of like the ending of Andy's story with the toys. Sure, I don't think that that can be undone. Um, you might say like, oh, I per-, like you could wind up being like, I'd prefer it ended at three. You might feel that way about, it, but I don't think it'll it'll lesser the value or impact of that film. Sure. Um, it's always a fine line of, uh, that you walk when trying to make a sequel to a film that was essentially the end, the last of, of yeah. the franchise. Right. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this this plays out. I, I have yeah. I have faith that going way back to when they first announced this, when Blaster was still part of it. Um, and Rashida way, Jones. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> way back when, when it was at a different point in its production that they, you know, they did have a hard line of like, we won't do another Toy Story film unless like, you know, the story's five or enough. six of these people all say yes. And I mean like unanimously say yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe that, and these are the guys who have like, most of them are the people who have overseen Toy Story from the first one to the third one. And um, with the exception of Lee Doctor who uh, came in during Toy Story 2, I think, and directed the third one. Yeah. Um, and... I have faith that if they felt that strongly that the story needed to be told, then we'll feel like the story was worth telling. I hope so. so. What about you, Ben? I actually didn't like this trailer all that much. I thought it was fine. It, I, it didn't grab me I don't know, as it, much as it, I really it wanted kinda, to. It felt, I don't know why, but the editing kind of I think felt, it's because it's the fourth one. <laughs> I don't know, but the editing fell off to me where they're like... They're we are like, on the 20th Marvel movie. Yeah, but it's not called Avengers 20. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but it just felt like the like the dialogue choices they put in the trailer were just like very like hit hard, hit it hard, hit it hard, hit it fast, hit it fast, get, this, get through this quickly as, can, as we can. And I kind of feel like Bo Peep's going to turn on Woody. I also I, feel that I have a I, I heard there's I it could it could be a fake out it could be something but I have a feeling that they're gonna reunite and it's gonna be like the class of stories like that's the, the lovers the, the lovers unite but one turns to the dark yeah. side I don't I don't I don't think that they do that after the the hubbub they made about Toy Story three Prob- and her, once, her missing once again probably not but there you do hear her say it's the don't ego let, situation I feel like from Guardians yeah, too almost. but you don't but you do hear her say don't let Woody leave yeah and it's unmistakably Bo Peep. I, once again, um, I could be wrong. Uh, I could be overlooking this a little I, too much. I, I, I feel and where you're coming from, yeah. I'm still going to go see Toy Story. I'm still happy sure. that Toy Story 4 sure. is coming out. It, 3 still made me cry. Like, I still yeah, love three, that movie. Yeah, her, 3 got me like right in the soul. Whereas 4, when I heard the news before, I'm thinking, we don't need another one. I think for me personally, also like... I think the trailer was fine, but also just like this could have no impact on the movie, but there was creative problems in that movie. So yeah. like just I have it in my mind. I'm like, well, this isn't the original movie they wanted to make. So I I and the, this trailer just like I none of the jokes really gave me a <laughs> right. like it was all the, good. Like the, the major, only one, the, the only... major problems the major problem that I can see with what you're saying, Ryan, is the idea that the the two major toy uh, the two major Pixar films that have had creative problems were Brave and The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, uh, Brave turned out fine, fine, and The Good Dinosaur I think turned out all right. Although I'm found um, in the minority on that one. Yeah, um, uh, I I don't think I don't think The Good Dinosaur, even though it did have its creative problems, I don't think The Good Dinosaur. W- w- was ever intending to be not the film that it is mm-hmm. and if you can't get on board with like frontier western as an animated dinosaur movie then then that movie's just not for you mm-hmm. i don't think that that movie is badly made 
you know, whereas sure. Brave, I think there are missteps. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, there there is a worry that whenever there is a, cre- a, a creative problem behind the scenes with a Pixar film that we could see a, a, a less than stellar Pixar yeah. film. Because I, I think that's also what it is. Like, because Pixar themselves have set such an incredible standard. Mm-hmm. So like this trailer, like uh, like the Incredibles trailers, like they was like, the, that's the last Pixar movie, right? Incredibles yes. Two. Incredibles Those two. trailers wowed me. Yeah. And like did. I, I, I kind of just expected to be wowed by Pixar. Incredibles 2 got me like, yes, I want another yeah. Incredibles, whereas Toy Story 4, it got me up. And again, this isn't a bad trailer, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah man, that movie's coming out for sure. I mean, okay, cool. Uh, it's kind of like the um the Ducky and Bunny trailer where they're like, wait, I thought they were done. Yeah, but this is number four. They're doing it again. Uh, Pixar has always been really good at p- keeping everything really close to the chest. Very true. Um, you, almost, yeah. you almost never know most of the details three. of the film. Cars, Cars three. 3 is an excellent example. Uh, Toy Story 3 itself is an, is another. Um, uh-huh. no, nobody knew Lotso was bad No, yeah. before yeah. that movie came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody knew that was part of the plot. So, I mean, like, I, I always assume at this point, because it's been pretty consistent with every Pixar movie uh, of the Story past, like, eight years. Even Toy Story 2, we had no idea that Prospector was bad. Sure. Uh, it, it's been pretty consistent that they there's always something, some aspect of the plot you have no clue about. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know it till the, uh, Inside Out, we didn't, uh, we didn't actually know what that really was about. Right. Um, uh, about Riley shutting down and leaving, and about, uh, we didn't even know much about the imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. I quote uh, Bing Bong marketing. so often. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, Bing Bing Bong was, wasn't in the marketing yeah, before just, the movie released. I, so I, I just want to I just want to say, like, because of the relationship of, of Bo Peep and Woody, I I don't think Bo will be a bad guy. I I think it's I, I think it's she'll want Woody to stay with her, but I I think it's more of a Woody will need to pick between I, going with Bo or going with. I do Bo. think I do think that like I mean like her saying that line that you brought up, Ben. I think that there's a a misguidedness perhaps mm-hmm. to w- her intentions but i don't think she'll be the, the, right. the like the villain right um uh i'm definitely interested in some specific shots from it um the one where they're again like they repeat uh shots from scenes uh not the same shots but uh we're only seeing a little bit of the film we're yeah. not seeing a lot mm-hmm. uh but the couple of shots that really stand out to me the the one where woody and Bo are um she's in a box under a car in the rain mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on but i'm already really curious yeah, and invested yeah. i'm like what is happening they look real sad <laughs> um yeah. and then uh we see a flashback of andy mm-hmm. yeah which is new animation that that's mm-hmm. yeah. never that's not old animation that they're showing right. again that's that's a flashback of andy when he was young so i'm i'm curious like what kind of breadth of of uh emotion we're gonna go through yeah. on this um now once again I'm gonna say <clears throat> this pixar has pulled the oh work. i sorry real quick i just think i realized what that car under the 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 box under the car scene is, is I think that might be like a flashback to when Bo Bo left oh when she was missing yeah when yeah she went missing yeah oh. yeah but that'd be cute Pixar has pulled the rug out from under me before I'm pretty sure they're gonna do it again yeah I'm just saying this trailer didn't really sell me completely on Toy Story four but I'm not knocking Toy Story four yeah. I'm just saying it's like eh I'm still gonna I, go see it I I wonder if there isn't a level of them trying to kind of underplay it. Probably. Because they know what you're coming from. You're coming from Toy Story 3 yeah. to this movie, and they're like, look, we don't want to like try and sell them like, that this is going to be the greatest thing ever. They they know they have an audience. Uh-huh. You know, like they, they, they have sold tickets. Like People are going to go see this yeah. movie. They yeah. don't have to worry that much about getting butts in seats. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to kind of keep everything kind of mm-hmm. low. Like I, kinda, uh, I, I agree with you, Sparks. Like Toy Story 3, to me, was the perfect ending of a film trilogy, but then the shorts that came afterwards are are fine. I am totally okay with that. I wanted more of that. Whereas a full-on movie, I kind of feel in the place of, 
I don't want them run, run, um, taking one of my favorite franchises, my favorite films of all time, and kicking it into the ground for all it's worth. But it's Pixar, so like I, it is I'm Pixar. not worried about them doing that. It is Pixar. Not, yeah. not only that, um, uh, just real quick, like touching on the the stuff we know like has changed behind the scenes and creative stuff. Yes, that happened with the Dinosaur and Brave, mm-hmm. but Toy Story is their flagship property. Yeah. If if they felt like it wasn't a good product, I don't think that they'd put True. it out. No, 100%. Yeah. I think that th- they did delay it and they've I think they've worked hard. If they have the confidence to put out a new Toy Story film, I currently have no reason to doubt that it isn't of the caliber that they feel mm-hmm. is worth having. Like, right. So, I th- uh, yeah. so should we move on then? Uh, did yeah. you have a last thought then? No, mm-hmm. I was just going to make a comment about Cars 2, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, that is neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> So Stranger Things, uh, season three, or St- Stranger Things three. I I like a, that they just call it Stranger Things so three. Do, you know what? So do for, I. I don't know why. Well, I mean, they're, they're treating it like their films. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things three uh, had summer a bummer. Yeah. Summer bummer. <laughs> um, I like this trailer a lot. Actually. Yeah. I really enjoy this trailer. The second, like seeing Dustin come home and the toys and Levin's play with the toys, seeing them all together. Man, they're growing up. And the who? Those kids are older. Okay, yeah. so Sparks, you and I saw the trailer together. Yes. And the second they started playing Baba O'Reilly, you were like, Oh, oh. yeah. You no, said you, you were sitting happy. there. You were going, Oh hell, hell yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there going, Yeah, that's the that power song. of the Who, buddy. I love that song. Yeah, it's uh, it looks real good. Hop's got a sweet mustache. It doesn't. It doesn't he look does. like they went to. It doesn't look like they went the direction. At least so far, that it didn't go like the X Men direction. Like yeah. we were worried about I'm, season I'm, two. I'm. Um, I'm glad it, keeping it back in the keeping it in the town. Yeah. Something's was going good. on. Like something's the mayor, going on. The mayor is doing some shady shit. Because if you notice, when you go to the, it says Mayor Kearns. I think his name is. Yeah, Mayor whatever presents the Hawkins County Fair or the Hawkins Fair or whatever. Mm. Cause so there's some political intrigue shit going on in yeah. here, and of course, um, Eleven is is she's 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 more integrated. Long hair, don't care. Long hair, don't care. Her and Max are hanging out more. Oh, the yeah. whole the, the whole gang is together. They're going through like adolescence. We can't be kids. We can't just play games in our basement. Sparks, you're chomping the bit here. Go on. Oh, no, I was just gonna say. I think this might be Jaws, the the Stranger Things edition. Really? Well, what he was just saying with the mayor, like, uh, it's going to be the, the best July oh, festival right. ever. Oh, and then yeah, it's yeah, like, that's right. uh, yeah. And then a bunch of monsters attack. That's so great. Yeah, the, new, the new mall that's open in Hawkins. Oh, mm. that, um, this is, cool. okay, so this part is taking what we were complaining about the 80s and X-Men Apocalypse and actually doing it right. Well, it's because they just cut it out of Apocalypse. Yeah, but they're actually. If it was in Apocalypse, it would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. They cut out the interesting parts of a box. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff's good. Uh, yeah, I think this trailer looks real good. The the new creature, uh, I mix of practical and uh, and very hev- goopy, it heavy looks... practical effects on this one, and I think it looks really good. That yeah, creature is. looks. Oh, you're talking about the end creature of the trailer shot. Yeah. yeah, that creature looks great. Very much like uh, like I remember when we started Stranger Things, and like the first episode, like we see the Demogorgon really quickly, and we're like, oh, this is what the show is. There's monsters and shit, like because uh-huh. we kind of didn't have an idea. Yeah, and like I feel like they. Much like the Toy Story 4 trailer, they didn't really show that much in this. No, they, they showed didn't. like the one shot of the monster, and I'm like, oh, they're definitely not ruining I, the shot. I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. like that, that monster's probably like very early on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we're probably gonna see whatever that big giant one was at the end of season two. The mind flare. The mind flare. Mm-hmm. We'll probably see some other ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I can't wait. It's coming out on July 4th, so it's gonna. That's America. Gonna, that's gonna be the one Independence Day where I'm probably not gonna want to go outside mm. and watch the fireworks. Where I'm just like, season next hey man, episode, next episode. It's gonna be there forever. Don't I know. miss a holiday. It's, it's I very. I, I know you're not too keen on season two, Brandon, but yeah. I, I think it currently it looks like season three really could be like some of the best stuff Stranger Things has put out, kind of marriaging 
some of the aspects from both the first seasons. Uh, so it might even surpass the second season. Yeah. Stranger yeah. things have happened. I, uh, <laughs> how long were you I'd sitting really, on that? Like nine years. How long were you sitting on that one, Sparks? Thir- Fifteen years. I don't. Thirteen know. years in Asgard. I, uh, I see opportunities. I take them. Yeah, that's fair. I have no shame. On that, let's just move on. Uh, the John Wick chapter. Did you actually have a follow up to that though? Not anymore. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. I was saying. I was saying that you weren't too keen on season two, but you like this trailer a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that the. These, there's things I'd like in the second in, in the second season. What? Uh, the, the, if but if you want to do a, if you want to merge the things that worked in the second season with the things that worked in the first season to try and make More a better Steve. season, make a better season just in, bo- in both of those, or you know anything that's better than the second season. What, in my opinion. What do you feel really stands out to you about this trailer that makes you more excited about? Or Steve. I don't know. It's the the kids look really good, look really really good. I like their dynamic a lot. Sure. The, sure. The Steve looks great. How um, many kids do you hang out with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the humor lands for me. I didn't see any any hints that there could be a uh, X Men subplot a la season two. Um, I'll tell you what I think uh, stands out for me a lot is I think this is the first season where we're we're seeing at least in this trailer we see a lot of shots of all the kids together. Yeah. And and they haven't all been together much in the previous two yeah, they were seasons. Very Whether segmented. it was because you know yeah. Will was missing or mm-hmm. because. Eleven was separate from them, or wh- whichever. Now we have them kind of all and together. Mike was going to sharing in that it, dynamic so together, be, and he could be on set for mm-hmm. a whole lot because he was filming it. But yeah, you're right. We do see a whole bunch of the shots of all of them was filming it. No, I know, <laughs> but we see a lot of shots of all of them together, and that's like to me, that's like the best part of Stranger Things is all the kids together. It's a gazebo. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I agree. <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> John McTappen. <laughs> a gazebo. It's a gazebo. <laughs> a gazebo line is real good. <laughs> uh, John Wick Chapter 3. John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. I didn't watch this because I, wa- I, uh, I didn't want to ruin anything for I uh, did not watch this trailer. Sparks and I saw this one, however. Um, I don't remember it. It looks real good. I think this looks I really remember good. thinking it looks good. I, I ref- just leave it at that. that just, it looks yeah, real good. Uh, John Wick is my favorite American action franchise, my current modern one. So, like, uh, that first trailer. Uh, I saw some cool dogs. I saw Halle Berry. I got enough. Don't show me more. Gen- genuinely, like the only thing I really remember from it is this one particular shot, and you know which shot I mean when I say it's it's a shot pretty much right at the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only one I I thing I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looked cool. I will say we don't see Jason Manzukis. That's cool. Trailer. The TikTok um, man. We do. We see. Uh, <laughs> we see a couple new shots of of most every character. Uh, a couple cool action beats. Yeah, I think this. I think this movie's gonna be real good, guys. The whole world's out to get John Wick because he's a bad boy. He messed up. There, there is a line where where um where where Ian McShane is just like the whole world's out to get him. They might have a chance. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> or something like that. I'm probably paraphrasing. But. Uh, I think John Wick. Just real quick. I think John Wick would beat almost every other movie action hero that's a human being. Like mm. Ethan Hunt, Jason Bourne, uh, who else we got? Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana, oh, definitely. Uh, well, I think now, yeah. Indiana Jones not is not an assassin. He's an archaeologist. John just, Wick is like the greatest kung fu hitman. No, but in the let's world. think of it like action heroes. Indiana Jones is an action hero. Uh, I I would say differently, but that that's that's not a conversation to have right now. Man, he fights tough. Nazis. Yeah, action. because he's trying to but get action. To, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know kung fu. He's trying to get to the artifacts. So the Nazis don't I'm so, f it up. I'm sorry. I thought action hero was just a person who sorry, who, beats, right. who who beats right. people up. Who would win in a fight? Last action hero or John Wick? It's the last action hero. That, that's that. Well, that's not fair. That's not he's fair. From, he's from a movie. He's universe. from a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Last yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's not fair. I think because he's in a movie universe where he has to win. 
John so Wick of course he is would the win. ultimate assassin. That's all I'm saying. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus John Wick. Also not fair because Arnold Schwarzenegger's 70. I'm still not convinced that he couldn't beat a Terminator. I'm pretty sure John Wick can destroy a Terminator. I think he could Listen, do it. Listen, if Sarah Connor and her 12-year-old son can do it, I'm I think John Wick can do it. Yeah, John Wick can do it. With a pencil. I don't, I don't know pencil. if uh, John Wick could beat Ong Bak, the Thai warrior. That's actually really good. I know. Can he beat Judge Dredd? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see that, though. Man. Oof. Right? Ong Bak, yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. he yeah. be Muay Common? Thai. Could he be Common, the rapper Common, not the character he played in John Wick 2? <laughs> Is this Common from Suicide Squad? <laughs> no. Uh, just Common? Just Common. Yeah, he could beat him up. <laughs> All right, that's enough John Wick talk. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, when's Should that we... come out? You got not, it right there. Not soon. Enough. I don't actually have it right there. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Is it, right. is it at least April? Do we know? It's May. Okay, it's good. Pretty sure it's May. Okay, it's gonna. I'll be. look Probably. it up. It's an M name. Right then, time now for our main topic: uh, review of Us, Jordan Peele's latest film. Uh, We're reviewing Us. Jordan Peele's latest film, <laughs> Us. Ryan gets a ten out of ten. <laughs> um, we uh, have seen this film. If you have not, uh, go to your nearest multiplex. And check it out, and then come back, because we are going to be spoiling the whole thing. So, spoiler warning from here on out. Guys, what did you think of this one? Let's start with you, Ryan. Woo! This movie is great. I like it a whole lot. Um, I I know a lot of people don't feel this way. I think I personally like it more than Get Out, uh, for just the type of movie it is, because I like batshit crazy movies. Uh, I think this movie is great. Definitely see it in a full theater if you can. Uh, ben? Oh man, that's some good shit right there. Okay, Sparks. <laughs> I didn't uh, know you became a stoner, Ben. <laughs> I think that Jordan Peele is a genius. Yep. Yeah, I I don't think that can be argued at this point. I I remember seeing an article somewhere where they're like Jordan Peele is not the was not the next Steven Spielberg or whatever or other directors. He's the first Jordan Peele. Yeah. And I have to admit, yeah, he is Jordan Peele. He is the first Jordan Peele. He is, he is uh, in fact, Jordan Peele. Fake nerd headline. Shut up. Jordan Peele is, in fact, Jordan Peele. After M. Night Shyamalan directed The Sixth Sense, Entertainment Weekly said, is, is M. Night the next Spielberg? I and remember And a huge that. thing, and they made a big thing about it, and clearly that. he wasn't. And that went yeah. to his head. And that went to his head. Yeah. So, yes, so, he, is the, he is the first Jordan Peele. So, That's hopefully, a good hopefully, Jordan Peele knows this. He's like, don't let go to my head. I'm going to keep making some kick-ass movies, because Us was very kick-ass. Freaky as shit. But kick ass. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. Really? Really. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was kind of hoping, hoping someone would be on my side on this one. Sorry, dude. I love this movie. Yeah. I have it, almost no problems. It is, it is real good. Uh, but my biggest problem is that I predicted every single thing that happened as soon as the first scene ended. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I... Every single thing. With the exception of... Um, I didn't realize this was going to be a, a nationwide thing. Uh-huh. That I didn't. So call. when, the, so when the the white families that did get me people came out, <laughs> you like, were like, oh, I shit. know what's happening in this movie. I don't know what's happening in this movie. And I gotta tell you, the the that uh, that, that so. But did you predict everything that would happen in the movie, or do you just mean that you predicted the twist at the end? No, I I the the twist in the end. If I can remember all the all the 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 developments of the film. Uh, the stuff that their scientific experiments and the, and the basement of the of the nation, uh, the, also known as tunnels, um, the and the the twist, the very last twist, sure, I, sure. I, I caught uh-huh. uh, very very early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're not the only one. I, Megan and I kind of clocked that too. Yeah. Um, the what was the other thing in the in the in the film? 
that that happened besides the nationwide. Oh, the the hands across America thing. Uh-huh. I thought that might play into it, but I didn't know how because I wasn't sure because I didn't know it was a worldwide a nationwide. Well, thing. yeah, I mean, I didn't assume that they showed it at the beginning for no reason. Yeah, uh, the, but there's there's a lot of things that for me a lot of the the twist became telegraphed. Um, but when the but you're right, Sparks. When that white family sh- when the white family showed up, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That, that that really got me. Yeah, yeah, I actually that was a really good one. All right, so I didn't catch the twist at the end, obviously, and I didn't catch the because I, I, I mean, obviously, we knew there was gonna be one doppelganger family. We knew right off the bat thanks to the trailers, and I thought that was it. It was like some doppelganger, and when they were mentioning the, I ton- was hoping for parallel universes. I lie. was hoping for a mirror dimension sort of thing where it's like this is the opposite of you, and they found a way into our world through the tunnels. I was kind of hoping it was gonna go that They're way, like, like a like a, a breach in like a Pacific Rim. Kind of, yeah. Think that, but was in the, think that, but was in the tunnels, and just one yeah. family got up and was like, "Ha ha ha ha, we're gonna murder you now." And now I wonder, I wonder if a lot of it was that the trailers, there, there's, and here's how, here's how I knew. It's kind of a backwards way of knowing the major twist that Lupita Nyong'o was the doppelganger and yeah. not the not herself. Um, in the trailer. I think the second like theatrical trailer, there's a bit of her, the young, the young girl. The little girl grabs the, girl the other one, her. yeah, like, like by the neck. That that as soon as I realized that was 1986, when this the movie opens in 1986, um, I uh, that's kind of where I put the pieces together. Like, oh, she switched with herself, and sure. she's been sure she's been the doppelganger the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's I think. Maybe the marketing showed too much of the movie. I in that case, see, I forgot that was in the trailer. Uh, and this is my own personal like take. Like, I think the trailer was brilliant because yeah, I agree. We did see almost the whole movie, but we didn't see the whole movie. We saw snippets of like like her with 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 the uh, what's the thing called that she's oh, the, 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 the uh, poker. The yeah, fire stick the fire poker, poker. Yeah. like like at the very end uh, uh, in the streets, like when all the chaos is happening. We saw that in the trailer. We saw like the lab stuff, but we don't know the context behind any of it. So I still didn't know what was really going on. And especially, man, that white fan, that like, the the first time you see Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job, uh, show hey, up. I really like the man, the monster dad just being like, oh, his little like monster dad. <laughs> no jokes. That's my favorite part of the whole movie That's because so the 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 what the tethers as they're called the, tethers. the yeah, people the who are connected to the people on on the surface their shadows they yeah. they have parts of their personality so you have this evil doppelganger version but he's still being the silly tim heidecker version so he goes to reach his hand out to extend like for help and then he does like the cool like ooh, i put my hand behind my hair like, ooh, like, you're psych. too slow but he's like a monster and he's chasing uh winston duke just going like and i'm like this is so good. I can't. I was cackling the theater hard, guys. Yeah. It was. It was so funny. No, that I, was. I want to. I want to give a. I want to give a shout out. Lupita Nyong'o is amazing yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I think everyone's really, really oh, good. Yeah. Especially she's really. I think. Good. I think those kids are great. Yeah. Yeah. If she gets snubbed for, I don't know. She's no. gonna get snubbed. Let's not even. Listen, start the if Tony Collette and Hereditary get snubbed, this then, movie's then getting this snubbed. is gonna get snubbed. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because Jordan Peele specifically went on Twitter and said, "This is a horror movie. Don't try to define my movie. It's a horror movie." Good, because people are like, "Oh, it's a thriller," so like it can get like Oscar nominations. No, like, screw you. No, this is movie. a horror movie, you guys. Yeah. I made a scary movie. And so yeah. what if it gets snubbed? It doesn't mean she's right. not good. Yeah. Oh, she's she's like, amazing. Still get recognition. But the I think the the biggest like scare in that movie was when it, the camera goes. It, you go. You see the twins up on the st- up on the ledge. Oh yeah, dude. And then it goes back to the dad. It goes back. I was like, was "Who are you?" Twin. And then there's a third girl up there, and the stabby McStab stab happens. Yeah. Uh. 
So, like, so going into this movie, like, I was under the assumption, and, like, you kind of wish there was, like, you know, like, doppelgangers, like, parallel realities, like, uh-huh. way more science fiction. This still was a very heavy science fiction movie. It about, was, because you got about clones m- who are still connected millions to Millions of clones uh, joining hands across the world to show that we exist because they've been, like, like mo- monsterized. And, like, yeah. they, they're, they're mole people. They're they've the been, mole people. They've been yeah. forgotten. They've been forgotten. This is straight up a really expensive Twilight Zone episode. Which get uh, was too. It's yeah. uh, so Jordan Peele because I I did a lot of critical thinking about this movie. Yep. So I read a lot of like interviews and stuff with him. This uh, the initial idea of doppelgangers. Uh, I actually have it in my it's notes. From here. It's, it's from a Twilight. It's from a Twilight Zone episode yeah, yeah. that I've seen, um, and it's from. Buh, 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 um, you got it. I do have I believe it. in you. Uh, he said that the general idea for having doppelgangers terrorize their counterparts came from a 1960 episode of The Twilight Zone called Mirror Image, Mm -hmm. in which a woman spots her twin at a train station and becomes convinced that she's arrived from another dimension to kill her. Man, that's high concept for a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that that was, that's season one. Yeah. Like, I've seen that episode. And this is coming from the new host of The Twilight Zone. Have you seen that episode? No, I haven't. It's real good. She's like, she's just sitting there and it starts with her, um, just like, uh, going in and saying hi i'd like to check my ticket and it's like you've already checked your ticket that's good and like it's just it's just that kind of stuff and like all the people at the train station are treating her like she's a single person but she keeps like seeing her suitcase is now in checked baggage mm-hmm. and she's like uh that's my suitcase over there it's in checked baggage it shouldn't be and it's like what are you talking about your suitcase is back there and then her suitcase is back there and Ooh. it's like, uh, what are you doing? You were just sitting over there. All this kind of stuff. And it's like, woof, woof. So uh, the movie begins, and I immediately knew I wasn't dealing with parallel realities or stuff because it opens with, yeah, subway tunnels, and there's just thousands of miles under yeah. the... And I, I'm like, yeah, I almost wish that wasn't there because it, it does telegraph I the, do, the see, major twist. I didn't expect what the twist was, so that actually made me more confused because I was going in thinking it was parallel realities and seeing it's tunnels, I'm like... Okay, now you just threw off my weird parallel dimension idea. So now I am not really sure. Well, it could, it could have had it. It could have the tunnels could have been like the doorway to the uh, dimension, but, but that's the not, way it says like thousands of miles. Like I, I, yeah, it makes it seem like it's for a lot of well, people. Well, for me, because when you I first saw, to, you start to wonder, you start to wonder like how, like how is that even feasibly possible if the if they're all walking if there's going to be a point where they're just going to wa- keep walking into walls and just keep going. <laughs> well, I don't. They, I don't think if they're, uh, if they're being if they're being tethered all the time. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I and again with the tethering thing, that's that's uh, maybe the only thing that I'm a little confused on because there are certain points where the real people do emotion and the doppelgangers do it as well, mm-hmm. but it's only in certain instances. Yeah. It's the, not all the and time. And shouldn't Lupita yeah. Nyong'o technically the 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 shadow shouldn't uh, she not be the one in control? It should be the one. Down, so down so the, the impl the, the implication seems to be that um. The original Adelaide being down there frees all the tethers. Her her kind of being her, her, different her, like breaks them of their their being bound to the motions yeah, of the that ones I, above. That I caught, yeah. Okay, and and also like the ones that are down below, they they are doing relatively similar motions, yeah. but they're not always doing the same motions. Like yeah. when the dad's doing whack a mole, the other one is punching the wall. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. it's 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 mind, but it's not the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's there's a connection and a similarity. Um. And as far as uh as the tether between um the shadow and the and the the like that they should be matching, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know exactly what the the meaning is of how that works or anything, but I think that uh what I thought happened is that she only felt the connection again when the one above was dancing. Yeah. Oh, I see. 
that's she was like, I thought like, that you meant. taught me how to dance. Uh, that that yeah. that's when she felt the tether again. Yeah, and she like. Uh, but like, shouldn't Lupita Nyong'o? Shouldn't the, the the real the person, original the original not date Winston Duke? She like, shouldn't she be okay? Well, it with says being that like, it wasn't. It says the original shouldn't end up with the the match. You mean? Yeah. It it, it when she tells the story, she says she's the shadow. Yeah. She doesn't remember mm-hmm. being the original anymore. Oh, I see. Once, I see. Once, I'm not convinced of that. No, no, no. I'm like the one who's down there no longer remembers being the original. I don't believe that. Uh, I, I, never, I don't believe that at all. I never caught because I thought that's no. why she wanted. She, to... She's getting revenge on the upper world for what happened to her. But she calls herself the shadow. Yeah, because it's movie trickery. When, when she's of course no, not no, no. Reveal I anything. know, I know. But I mean, that is the hold on. Go ahead and vamp for a moment because I've got a note about <laughs> it. Okay. I, I, I'm on I, the spot. I, he has this idea that like she she doesn't remember. I'm her. not I'm not talking about the the duplicate who's living above. No, I know. I'm talking about the original who's down below. Yeah, I don't think if I grew up to be ten years old and I got kidnapped and I got brought to this crazy science world, I would forget that I came from a regular world. I would grow up and I would get revenge just like she did, having this in her mind. It's her it's her thirty year revenge story that she's planning and yeah, she finally I, got to I, do I, it. I I understood it as she was. She was. She had been plotting this to get revenge yeah. on and the person. And she said who it took her a there. long time for me to plan all this. Yeah, who, she didn't forget it and just coincidentally, I want to take over the world. She did it because she's getting revenge on the person who put her there. And, and while making a statement, it's like yeah. it's like you know you, again. And the statement is, we all exist. It's We're like not, you. People. It's like when when a rich person becomes a poor person. Uh, and like in a movie, when a rich person is stripped of their wealthy of their wealth, and they're like, "Oh my God, this is how the poor people live," and they and he, he like rallies them up to be to to a revolution. Mm-hmm. I, th- I I assumed it was that kind of story. I, I that's what I subscribe to. It doesn't. I personally don't think the other one makes sense very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ben. Ben, what do you think? I just, I mean, twist aside. I just thought that um, like once you go, because she does say that you do. Uh, everyone goes mad when they're when they're down there. Mm-hmm. Like they go, they're all so insane that they don't remember it. So maybe. She, but she knows how to talk, which means she remembers how to talk they, from they being all, a kid. They, and, like, yeah, and nobody and else knows how to talk. Her, right. her, her throat was 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 because crushed. She hasn't talked. Her throat was crushed when she was choked. When she was choked out, I got the impression that she crushed I, her throat. See, I so, didn't. I got the impression was she hasn't spoken in thirty years, so her voice is rusty. Yeah, I think and I just yeah. listened to an interview where in the script. Uh, Lupita was like, "How should I do this?" And the script said she has a scratchy throat, as if she hasn't spoken in decades. Uh, yeah, okay. and she she studied people who have um uh. It's like sphering dysphobia, mm-hmm. um, and she saw people that suffer from that condition, and and that's what she based the vocal in, interpretation from. So I think a lot of it is that uh, she hasn't spoken in decades. that she hasn't mm-hmm. spoken to anybody, like because none of them would talk back to her. Why right. didn't she just try to escape? It's, maybe she tried, and that's the thing. Like, like involving her plan, like how, like realistically, how did she get millions of scissors? How did she get millions of of, of uh, uh, red, red suits. That, it's, I don't think that's important. No. If she spent thirty years doing this, I'll I'll I've watched Twin Peaks. I've seen crazier things happen. Sure. Um, no, I I want to go back on what I was saying. Like I wasn't uh, I wasn't trying to convey that that she didn't remember that the original doesn't remember uh, anything. Let me let me read this. This is a quote from uh, Aja Romano wrote uh, an an opinion piece on us as a big plot twist explained on on Vox. That's the mm-hmm. article. Um, and this is this is what it says. The moment Adelaide hears the spider song, um, which by the way she's whistling "Itsy Bitsy Spider," yeah. Uh, at the end, the uh, duplicate, her face changes and she immediately tries to silence Red, even though Red is already dying. As she brutally snaps Red's neck, her expression becomes almost gleeful, and she lets out the aforementioned primal scream that turns into a laugh. 
But this moment of awareness is immediately followed by denial. When she rescues her son, Jason, she tells him incredibly that now things will be just like they were before. And that's a huge theme of us overall. Um, the movie constantly reminds its audience that America's story is one of history perpetually being forgotten or overwritten like the genocide of Native Americans, whose iconography gets briefly appointed, appropriated and then hastily remodeled for the maze that starts the story. Um, Adelaide's entire character is rooted in forgetting. The ones who don't have the luxury of losing their memories are the ones who remain underground. I never forgot you is something that Red tells Adelaide. That's because not only are they forced to live out approximations of real life without any agency over their own bodies or identities, but they are the only witnesses to their own misery and enslavement. In Red's world, a good memory is the key to escape. But while Red tells Adelaide that the two of them are special, Us takes care to undermine our expectations in order to make a cold point that none of this is special at all. That's what is important is how ordinary the underground slaves are. In fact, they're just like us because they are us. They're Americans. They even say it, they even say it in the movie. Yeah. You know, I, sh- I just realized I should have realized that it was a, a worldwide thing when I saw because I called that the 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 homeless person on the beach. You know, the the when he killed his, his double. Yeah. I, I when he was being wheeled up, I was like, oh, he was killed by a by a doppelganger. See, I. I didn't put two and two together yet because I didn't figure we were no, there. No, I yet. didn't. I didn't put that together yet either. But you're, again, you're good at movie, but again, movie putting together. The trailer, like I was just like as soon as the first scene ended and a, a subsequent scenes end, the, tra- the trailer bit started falling yeah. into place of where they fell into the movie, and I, was, I kind of wish I, I probably shouldn't have watched as many trailers as I did. Maybe I. There was only one trailer. You just must have seen it a bunch of times. Maybe yeah, because there is only. I one definitely. Trailer. I mean, I also do this a lot though. Like I block out trailers, like as soon as I see them. Like we talk about them, then I'm like, I know that movie's coming out. Cool. Like, cause I don't, cause yeah. a lot of the times, especially like, with horror movies, you're not trying to remember all the pieces. Cause yeah, that, I don't wanna, that's a good way to ruin a horror movie yeah, for yourself. Horror yeah. and action movies. I don't want to, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Truth, truthfully, I have nothing bad to say about this film other yeah. than I found it predictable. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, that's the worst thing you have to say about a horror movie. Yeah. That's not a bad thing to say uh, at all. I, I found this movie hilarious. I thought the oh yeah, yeah. all those like uh, all the character interactions are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Winston Duke is in Gabe, like yeah. he's he's like a big teddy bear. And he's just always pushing his glasses up. Like the the scene like where he goes outside first to meet, uh, talk to the family, and uh, he goes inside. He brings out the bat, and then she does like her clicking noise, and and then he just slowly starts walking. He's like, oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, no, man, no, man, no, man. He runs inside. Like uh-huh. man, that whole family was like. So they filmed uh, all the scary stuff first, and then and then they showed them the actors to re- to react to, uh, and that must have been so fun playing yeah. evil versions of yourself against uh-huh. yourself. Like right. it just looks like this movie is super fun to make, uh, oh, yeah. while also probably being real. Spooky. I really liked the kids in this movie. Yeah, good kid actors, man. Great kid actors. Yeah, like the the teenage Terrifying girl kid who actors. Yeah, like the teenage girl who's always on her cell phone. The kid who always has the mask as like a... she's never smiling, and her nope. doppelganger is always smiling. Oh, that's a so monster. Freak. Oh, yeah. that's. Uh, I just one of my favorite um, exchanges of dialogue is when uh, Lupine Nyong'o comes out, and they're in the car, and sh- and they're and she's like, "Get out!" She's like, "No, I'm driving." No, you're not. I have the most kills. And then he's like, well, "Oh yeah, I, they're talking about their kill count." They're ta- yeah, 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 they're talking about their kill count. And then he's like, "I killed Kitty," and the twins like, "No, I just went back inside <laughs> to get the key, and I killed her." You Gabe's like, "Well, I killed myself, and I killed Josh." So uh, where are we talking? about? I, I got two kills. I yeah. got three. I'm driving. I really like that. Like the the tethers have like aspects of their personality of of the real people. Uh-huh. Like uh, like the white family. Like the 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 wife is still like in the makeup and she's kind of crazy. Uh-huh. Because she had the, a little work done and she's yeah. she's focused on cutting herself. That's also something that um, it's just very present in the film. I, oh, that, I didn't even get the cutting thing. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Every everybody it. everybody has a uh, all the characters. All of them have a uh, obsession with who. Uh, they wish they were. Yeah, uh, Gabe wishes Gabe wants he was to be more tougher. like Josh. Yeah, 
uh, the um, the daughter doesn't want to do track and field anymore. The mom, uh, Adelaide, re- re- laments not dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kitty wants to be more beautiful. Uh, all all of these are focus points for so many of the characters, and then their their doppelgangers represent those very own insecurities. Like the when they're deepest, darkest they're versions present. of themselves. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah man. Uh, I kind of almost wish that it wasn't the major twist at the end with the two with the two characters switched. See, I, I man, I really love that, and I, I, I just didn't see it coming. Uh, I, the re- I think the begin- so I think the beginning makes more sense with her being like, I wish I had kept dancing, or like, uh, like she's scared, like her PTSD is coming back with her being like, I, you know, the, 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 I think something bad's gonna happen because of all the coincidences that are starting to happen. But like, I think a lot of that would make more sense if it, at the end it wasn't revealed that she was in fact the doppelganger the whole time. But none of that's ruined. That's the point. That's the point of the film is none of that's ruined because she's she also a person. Yeah, she grew up just being because, a regular person. Just because she's one of the doppelgangers and they then murdered people because they believe that the ones above, in her mind, no longer deserve salvation. Uh, that doesn't change the fact that they were people too. The real They're just grew copies. Up to be a bad person, whereas the doppelganger, who is the bad guy, grew up to be a good person because how it's how you're raised. But, uh, Essentially, the way, the way spark- they talk about it with the soul being split between the two and that the copies aren't... Uh, it's fully there. Yeah, they're not yeah. fully there. Right. So did this person just become more well, full be, of a well, person? Well, because because the uh, because you can't just make well, a she, soul. Well, here's the thing that from what I understand, the cloning facility like something went bad and the, they were just left there. Yeah. Right. So, so she's surrounded only by crazy people, whereas the other one grew up with a family in the regular world where just like a baby, she learned how to and, talk again. And don't take that too literal because that's just her perspective on what it is yeah it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the truth of what's happening it's her perspective and the, the narrative that we're if you fed. put two babies but, in a room and with only screaming people and talking people that baby will learn to scream only and these the other baby will learn to talk uh yeah it's it that is it's conditioning it's it, the 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 beauty of the ending is the fact that she even though she came from below she lives like she's still the. It doesn't change that on a rewatch. She's still going to be the person you root for, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's still the one who's the mom of these kids. Yeah. She's still the one who's living this life. 100%. Uh, they are equal. It is in every way a political allegory of of America forgetting our past and of uh, even itsy bitsy spider uh, talking about going up the water spout is a is an allegory for um, slaves come mm-hmm. rising up from below. Like that's. All of that is part of it, and the idea that is—that's why I really like the movies. Yeah. Like even it, when it is predictable, it's still there's so much symbolism about the fact that, like, in the title of us, they are us. It you could be either one. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why the ending is so weird about Americans. the fact that she is yeah. from below. Yeah. She could just as easily have been above. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. And like her mission isn't. Like it's to kill a lot of people, but it's really she just wants she wants people to know that she's there, right? And and, and the hands across America—that's literally millions of of people not trying to take over the world. It's like, look, we're here. Yeah, we're not. We don't want to be marginalized uh, anymore. Yeah, Jordan Peele talked about how like the the whole reason he went for it is because he saw he watched the commercial on YouTube and he was creeped out by the overabundant optimism of it. Yeah, uh, that the, the, like the blindness too, because it, you, Hands Across America was so such a misguided thing if you you know anything about it, which was uh, this idea of like so help like a whole a, like aware, a whole lot of uh, like people awareness and stuff. a whole lot of privileged people and celebrities coming together to say you know if we're just doing doing the symbolism of holding hands across America it's thoughts like and that, prayers coming together and doing that it's thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, then then we're helping the downtrodden. Uh, I also looked it up. It cost fifteen million dollars to to do it, and they didn't make they only made like fifteen million dollars, mm. so they didn't even make any money. 
doing oh. trying Did to do this happen do they yeah everyone yeah. held hands yeah. and from coast to coast uh it, not in it, it cheated it was like yeah. there's rivers and lakes that you literally can't but like there was there was lots of people it mm. was pretty impressive yeah it was one of those things where it's like big hey, bird and the muppets were there mm. it was yeah. one of those things like hey let's help people who can't eat by holding hands it's like not giving them food. It's a bunch of okay. yeah, uh, rich white people. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like when people say it's like, yeah, we're gonna put this green concert. book in the nineteen eighty. We're gonna put on this concert to save the world, man. Yeah. So what are we gonna do about it? We're gonna change the world. How? We're holding hands. Put on a concert. It's kind of like that. No, because at least concert is music, and just yeah. holding hands is just holding hands. Nothing. And be like, okay, cool. You're doing this so I can eat. Um. So what can I eat? The hell. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about what's going on, guys? No. Um. What. Why uh, am I going to more horror movies? I didn't because you're hanging out. With I didn't us. catch <laughs> until I didn't catch uh, until I was thinking about it, and I watched the trailer again. Um, and when she's doing the moment where she says "get into the rhythm," yeah. she's offbeat. Yeah, she is. And I always thought that in the trailer, but I was like, maybe I'm maybe that beat. was just bad trailer editing. <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. Right. But I I went back and I and I realized that that shot was the same from the film, and and she is. Offbeat, and it's a purposeful choice of like she you know, is. She, yes, oh, she's shit, offbeat when she says "get in the rhythm." I didn't. I, didn't catch I, that. I noticed it, but I didn't like pick up that she was actually. It makes sense now, yeah. I and then when the that. and then when the uh, the fire boy, uh-huh. like he's uh-huh. he's perfectly on beat because he his mom taught him right. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Again, and then Ooh. and then like the weird like doppelganger thing where like he just decides to start walking backwards. Well, so no, because evil boy. No, the way backwards. I think is because he was able. Because what they're they're tethers, they're shadows. Yeah. You do what you do, they but do. But it's not every, it's not all the time. It's not all so the time. It's something I think something that happened with the boy in the in the closet made him realize that he he could con- yeah. he could move him. Yeah, so that's that why was he has to able... have some type of personal connection first before he can start mimicking. It seems like yeah. it. Okay, I'm just making sure. Because sometimes it just seems willy nilly. Yeah, but like it makes sense if like you have to have some type of connection with the tether, mm-hmm. and then you can initiate. The I think mirroring. because of the clo- of the scene inside the closet, where um. Um, what was the kid's name with the mask? Jason. Jason, thank you. Where Jason was able to figure out, oh, I can do something. So that's why when they saw the car on fire, he was able to like, no, I'm gonna walk yeah, backwards. Yeah. He's gonna walk into the fire, and that's and that's gonna be my third kill. There's there's so many like <sighs> Jordan Peele's just he's so smart. Yeah. Like all his mm-hmm. script writing, there there, yeah. there are things like uh he had Jason at one point say, I want to get a dog. Like this was off screen that we hear it. I want to get a dog, and it's like, no, we're not getting a dog. And that was just one like throwaway moment. But like. Then his his tether behaves like a dog. Oh yeah, oh, it's just yeah. all these little like he keeps one of the rabbits at the end. Uh huh. Oh, he oh the yeah. rabbits. Uh, the the fact that this movie opens up with rabbits, which are uh, a common symbol of rebirth. Yeah. But also, uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele opens up this movie. Uh, he opened up Get Out with Run Rabbit Run. Oh, mm. interesting. The song. Mm. So rabbits rabbits is a continuous theme go. going on here. Yeah, I was gonna ask what's the rabbits, but cloning they had, they cloned rabbits. That was where they started, and then they moved up yep. to sheep, Pe- and then to me, I'm a clone. Oh no, I'm a clone of Denzel Washington. I also think it's really cool that Maybe the really idea that up there. It, <laughs> in that in that piece you brought up where she's explaining that like uh two two bodies, one soul, mm-hmm. right? It's interesting that it's that for this movie. Get Out was two souls in one body. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I I really like. Jordan Peele. I like. I do too, man. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm really excited for Twilight Zone. Um, so much so that I might, I may restart my subscription to CBS All Access just for it. Not <laughs> just got him to cancel it. I know. <laughs> I'll just see. He'll do it, and then he won't watch it, and then I'll buy him the DVD, and then he'll cancel it. Twilight Zone looks real good. Yeah. Um, I think that looks real good. I Get Out to me is the superior film. I think Get Out is a, a masterpiece. I, I absolutely adore that film. 
Um, this film, while good, maybe even great, given maybe another re- repeat viewing, maybe some time. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of like, this film is good, and there's a lot of good stuff in it. Um, but Get Out's better. Yeah, I think I think Get Out is more direct in what it's telling you, and I think that there's meant to be a lot of critic like going back and thinking about us. I think uh, yeah. more. I think he built that film. Get Out is more socially conscious. He, he is more is more political. I think. He, I think this yeah. is much more of a bro- almost like not a blockbuster, but it's much more of a broad movie. Um, it's a much more broad political message. Yeah. And, and he's talked about the fact that it, the film's all about duality, that, that he, there is no intended like outcome that you're supposed to come to about what it means. It's, it's more meant, it is a piece meant to make you think, not a piece meant to give you an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, uh, someone also pointed out to me that, um, I think Megan read this, that us, uh, us has the uh, if you put two periods in it, it's U.S. Mm, of course. Oh yeah, uh, free United States. Of course. Yeah, I I, I caught that. Uh, yeah, it's, I just think it's a, a really really s- freakily well crafted. Man, um, you guys are looking at all the stuff between the lines. I'm just looking at what I'm seeing on screen. I'm thinking, hold, oh, this is a creepy ass scary movie. Well, because I, I liked I liked everything I saw on screen, and that's why like I couldn't stop thinking about it last night. So I kept mm-hmm. reading and I kept I fell about asleep it going over and watching the trailer again mm-hmm, because I couldn't I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to think about what this, that the movie, I liked it so much because it made me want to, want to contemplate. It made me want to go like, okay, but like there was a reason for every decision yeah. mm-hmm. that happened in the film. And, and, I, and love, I couldn't stop thinking about and it. I love uh, much like get out. Like it doesn't give you all the answers. Right? Like you don't need to know the full extent of this cloning facility. You just need mm-hmm. to know these people were wronged and they right. want to be known. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think again, like maybe she didn't have to kill everybody that looked like them but like she was real mad and i get why she was mad uh mm-hmm. the the candy apple um some people have said they think that it's a nod to like the snow white story with the mirror mirror imagery mm. yeah um mm, others okay. others have said that it could be like a you know apple of eden kind of thing yeah yeah or um, yeah i mean if, if if enough of this film is supposed to be symbolic then we could find symbolism in anything but it could also just be a candy apple <laughs> yeah I'd like to I, think he's he he doesn't just do. I don't think really I don't right. think the way this film is crafted, he did anything by accident. Yeah, all sure. three of the VHSs that are in that opening shot with the TV set mm-hmm. are Chud and Goonies and the Man with Two Brains. All films about people with with duality adventures going on. I didn't catch any of that. Uh, I, I saw Chud. Chud cinematic happenings under development. That's a website. Um, it's a movie website yeah. <laughs> that right. uses the same name. Uh, how much time did you ever spend around the boardwalk? In general, yeah, uh, years of my life was spent there. Yeah, until I so, got too terrified of it and stopped going. So, so super interesting watching this movie, right? Yeah, because uh, you and I are the ones who are going to get this. Like, we grew up near the boardwalk, so we went there quite a lot. I was telling Ben and Ryan last night that I'm like, the amount of times that I drive to where that car was burning to park to go to the boardwalk, it like every time. Yeah, and it's real so weird, weird to watch that. But it's funny because uh, we're watching the movie and everything looks like the boardwalk. And mm-hmm. then she walks down to the beach and then there's the the shadow vision. Yeah, find Mer- yourself. Merlin's and I'm like, quest. well, that's not there. <laughs> like, to that's you and not. me, 
because we know what the boardwalk actually looks yeah. like. You and I would both in that moment go, well, that's a nope. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most unrealistic That's thing. not even, oh, yeah. maybe, that's a nope. When, I, when, I, when we first saw it in like you know, 1986, I was just like, oh, was that there in 1986? And then it was still there. with was like, that's nope, not that's there. not there. That's there, not there. Yeah, there is a haunted walk type attraction at the boardwalk but it is not in that location no did you see the dead people on the on the sky on the, i did on the i sky did thing i was like ah, i know what that is yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, the big the big dipper gets a mention yeah it does there it, there's a extra funness to this film for for me and i think for you as mm-hmm. well brandon of just watching somewhere where we we've gone as children yeah, and fact. gone a lot of our lives fun fact the big dipper was my first ever roller coaster see hmm. yeah like uh i've spent so much time around there that it was very surreal to be watching like oh this is like uh this is a bit of a personal nightmare on yeah. some level i was so How much i you was wa- so scared of i was so scared of roller coaster my mom finally got me to go on the big dipper it was the first one so we we went on it and i loved it so much i kept going on until i got a bump on my back Jeez, because those those chairs were not comfy no they're they still aren't <laughs> i think the uh uh in the last like 20 minutes or so like when they're like road tripping and there's just, like mayhem everywhere there's just dead people everywhere and yeah. i'm like oh wow the scope of this is so much bigger than i ever thought yeah it was gonna yeah, be. yeah i love it when and then you see the freaking hands across america and you're like oh, oh going over the hills Shit, with dude. the helicopters uh, yeah, yeah no, what i love about this movie is how how you think it's on a just a small tiny scale it's just mm-hmm. this one family and their doppelgangers and then the white family shows up and then you think oh is it only santa cruz you turn on the news they're watching the news and like hey this chaos is going around in the city of santa cruz what the hell is going on and then once you see the helicopters you're like oh no this isn't just an isolated incident yeah, in one tiny town in northern california this is all over the United States, Real shit is hitting the fan hard, and you are screwed. And I love that, I like, there wasn't like the leader of the terrorist organization releases a message or yeah. like some crazy ending. Sure. Or like, we are coming. It's like standing there's the message. It, yeah, it was just, yeah. hey, we're we are here. here. We're literally yeah. going over hills and mountains. Cities are on fire, and we're just stu- we just exist. here. We are well, I mean, standing they, from sea to they shining burn the sea. cities. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not entirely non-violent protest. Obviously. There's lots of murders. Oh yeah, they murdered <laughs> they a murdered, bunch of people. They yeah. murdered many people. Yeah, yeah. I think the, again, like the comedy, like th- this is one of the best examples of co- like transitioning horror and comedy seamlessly. Because I was freaking out, laughing, freaking out within seconds, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, you have to be, you have to be like freaking like Edgar Wright to do this kind of the, shit. The balance hey, uh, is tight. Yeah. Hey Ryan, Ophelia. Call the police. Oh, my God. Playing at the police by yeah. NWA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think, like, a fake Amazon would have so much play in a movie. I didn't think so either. I and think of I, I you told guys. you right... Uh, yeah, I told you last night that I'm like, I think this is the beginning of, of Jordan Peele doing, like, his own Tarantino thing where we're just going to see Ophelia's in all these movies. Yeah. yeah. Funny. And other but kinds is of Ophelia products get like out? that. No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. But, but right, like, I get what you're saying because, yeah, I was laughing when F the Police starts playing, but then when uh, Jason and, their do- and the daughter, whose name I also forget... Zora? Zora, yes. Zora, Zora. Yeah, it's Zora. Zora the Explorer, yeah. When her and Zora, or when him and Zora go inside the house and they're trying to find their mom and... F the pole, the whole song is playing. They're like slowly oh, but surely going. Scene? Yeah, and then they they kill one of the, the evil twins. The, the evil twin who does a cartwheel. When the, the yeah. first cart spooky, the, the first oh. cartwheel goes over. I was like, nope. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. Good nope. Shit. Nope. Nope. But still, the song is still playing in the background. It's hilarious and it's terrifying at the same time. Now, the, the, th- the the scene that I think. Uh, represents us the most is when the family first arrives and Gabe, the, that silly boy, he's like, he said it multiple times. He's like, my wallet's right there. And the kid, and like, you can take my boat. And the kids are like, they don't want your boat, dad. Yeah. But they're crying. Nobody wants terrified. the boat, dad. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to feel. Like, I'm feeling yeah, like, like you're things. laughing and like anxious. And yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's man, good. it's like, 
that is so hard to nail. Yeah. And, and it's, man, this movie, yeah. It, again, like, if I, I didn't find it predictable, but I can definitely see it's not as, it's not as tight, it's not as focused I, as Get Out, but uh, I think it, I think it does the things I like in movies uh, uh, really well. What, yeah. what this does, because I didn't see into it as much as Sparks is seeing into this movie. And to, to be fair, like, a, a portion of me, is, it's me thinking after and me reading things that yeah. other people yes. have said. Because literally, after we went back to your, after your place, I and and my girlfriend and I got in the car and we're driving. I was playing a sketch from Keen Peel just to to make me like fully oh God, laugh because yeah. that movie. Because especially when when it's revealed the twist that um, uh, Adelaide was really red the whole time, mm-hmm. and she looks over to Jason, smiles creepy, and she's like, "Okay." He puts his mask on because he puts the mask on multiple times to either hide, but also it's kind of like his war mask. Is like, yeah. armor up, let's do this. So yeah, I I got the impression that like he did realize that something was wrong, but uh-huh. he put the mask on to like accept it. Almost like Ellie yeah, in too. The Last of Us. I did too. Okay. I I think that I think that because uh, I mean, what's he in the? She's still his mom. Yeah. yeah. That, she's yeah. been his mom his exactly. whole life. Exactly. And you were saying something. But she's also the reason why this whole thing happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also last night you're kind telling of and us, kind of not Sparks. Last night you're saying both um, Red and Adelaide they did full on side switches. They yeah, started yeah. one side and they both ended up on the opposite ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was and even though yeah it. Um, Adelaide is the reason why all this shit happened. It, I'm still gonna cheer for her next time I see this movie. She, she may, she is not the reason why this happens. Like she didn't make the other one, then decide. No, but I need would, to murder no, everybody. Theoretically, this wouldn't have happened if she hadn't done the switch. Sure, she'd have just lived a life, uh, completely enslaved underground. Yeah. Uh, not talking to anybody, not actually being a person. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't want that. So she's no, the whole point. She didn't, no, 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 my, no, no, my, my point being like she. What I mean is, what I mean is theoretically, uh, the inciting incident of this film is that switch. Is the if if it's, if there is not that switch, this film doesn't happen. Sure, but that doesn't make her. I don't think that makes her the bad guy. Didn't here's here's why here's where I can somewhat disagree. I think this movie could have gone a separate way, even if they didn't switch, because. It looks like the little girl, she's one of the only people to ever to escape from there, right? Mm-hmm. And she realized there is another world. So she still would have planned a 30-year, like, get out scenario. Get out. I didn't mean to say that. Like, <laughs> leave leave the sewer scenario where they still take over the world. Uh, I think either way, it could have been the exact same scenario. I just think this has a more personal I'm not saying it take. makes her a bad guy. And yeah. I know Sparks misinterpreted my saying, so I don't mean to say that it does. I am just saying that the inside that. Theoretically, this movie doesn't happen without that inciting incident. Well, yeah, okay. that's only that's the only thing I'm saying. Right, uh, but what what I mean is that like, she's still his mom. Yeah, yeah. And so when he sees her, even if he is suspicious, like, did you come from here? And she was the. It yeah. doesn't matter because his entire life, she's his mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like she's the person. So like it 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 changes nothing. Nope. I think though, that's really powerful. Even though it's too. all there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. I do find it really interesting the moments where she goes to she kind of watches both of the other children die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the tether children. Um, like she, yeah, she like when um, when the daughter like her her back's broken and she's like going to go stab her, but then she kind of just just stops and just watches her slowly die. Well, no, well, she 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 shushes her. She's like, Shh, it's, it's okay. like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's still Cause, like her daughter. She still she also still just knows their people. Yeah, uh huh. She does know that. Um, just really angry people. Yeah. Uh, it. I also uh think that the the tethered version of her. I don't think that um once her children are dead, I don't think she would have had she won that fight. I don't think she would have killed Jason. Yeah, I don't think Jason was actually in mean, danger from her. Oh, okay, I yeah. do mean the 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 original who then yeah, was yeah. underground. Yeah. Red. 
uh, I don't think that she would have killed Jason had she defeated uh, the other. Yeah, I could mm, maybe um, with her son already dead. I think I don't no, think I'll agree with that. I think I think that she also would have gone into the the motherly instinct of yeah. it. Yeah, I think the 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 fight between Adelaide and Red, where she's just like. Just like oh, the music. going crazy, uh-huh. just like swinging as hard as she can, and then Red just dancing away, yeah. just yeah. slipping Ooh. away. And I'm like, yeah. man, like this is really frustrating. Now, this it's is a song from the trailer, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. I got five on this it. This is going to be maybe a really, really out of left field, but you know what that fight scene reminds me of? Go for it. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. No, it doesn't. It reminds me of the dancer of the Barrio Valley from Dark Souls 3. Man, that's a deep. That's a real deep cut it that I'm really, surprised you no. even know. <laughs> I, have I seen, didn't know you I, played. Gar- uh, I, I have seen. Dark Souls 3. I have seen YouTube videos about it. Yeah. I have seen the game science theory about it, and it's a really, really good science. The, the theory. dancer of the Boreal Valley yeah. is is a is a uh, twin sworded dancer who one fights of the hardest you, fight scenes. Very acrobatic. One of the hardest fights in the whole game, but the reason why is because um, uh, Adelaide is fighting as she's fighting red because during that whole dark souls fight because i've seen multiple youtube videos about it and i cannot wait to play dark souls because i want to get that fight so bad Mm. but she like every time you swing i've seen players swing their sword the dancer just moves right up she's very 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 and it reminds me just like that so you have to time it just perfectly and the timing is off because it's not normally a a a four beat it's on the third beat Mm. and we like to do things one two three damn one two three bam it's a new it's a new one two boom no guns. No, well, no guns, but you know what I'm talking uh, about. The music in the film's awesome. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's a mix of scary. It's a mix of awesome. It's a mix of. I did Jesus. laugh the very first time the opera music came on. Oh just, yeah, because I just wasn't uh-huh. expecting it. Well, and it's also on the shot of a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Like, it's like sanctus, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Why is there opera music with a rabbit? And the thing is, it didn't. It it played through like the first third of the movie, but then it kind of just didn't come back. I didn't think it came back. The opera stuff. The the opera stuff. Uh, Operas came didn't, back. Didn't really. Or didn't not, not at the end or anything. No, like it no. showed it, up. It like, just did big orchestral. Uh, yeah. Stuff I was with surprised because um, it showed up in the credits. That, I mean, but that's the end. The end. Isn't that the end when they're zooming out? Uh, I don't remember. <sighs> it, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I don't think so. This I don't is. Remember. But that's a similar tactic he also used in Get Out. My it would randomly get, get like that. Amazing. That kind of like tribalistic esque sound. Mm. Uh, just, only a few times, like he's he's yeah. very sparing with where he wants to use it. Yeah, um, it's, it's just interesting. It was like in the first half. Yeah, like uh, wondering what the choices. This were. reminded me, Megan brought up that shot. Uh, that's a really great shot, which is the one where where they're walking on the beach. You remember that? Right? Oh yeah, with the shadows. With the shadows yeah. and the shadows are are made very very large and and spooky. Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, Th- yeah. Uh, the film they reference filming in 1986 in the flashback is the Lost Boys. Lost Boys was filming at Santa Cruz in 1986. Hell it's yeah, a, dude! That was a connection to the Lost Boys, which is part of the reason why I think Jordan Peele chose the location of Santa Cruz because of the film The Lost Boys. Secret Vampire. Uh, should we? This is the secret vampire. We final thoughts. Uh, there is a lot to be said about this film, and, and there's a lot to kind of deep think on it. And I encourage anybody who who does see it and wants to like kind of do that deep dive. There are a lot of people talking about all the different symbolisms and and like why they had the the glove on one hand and things like that um uh go ahead and you know do that deep dive there's a lot of cool discussion being done about it i think that's the best thing about this movie is uh how much people are just talking about like all the different intentions and angles and all that um i i really enjoy it uh i think i think this was just stellar um the cinematography is great the score is incredible uh, uh, I'm a sucker for all, everything that happens at the boardwalk. <laughs> um, 
because that that just that does feel very personal. Uh, I I really really like this. I think it's going to hold up really well on rewatch value. Uh, I, I'm very excited to actually watch this one again and uh, kind of analyze it. Uh, I, I don't feel that way a lot of the time, especially with horror films, but I do with this one. Sure. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What would you give it? Nine point five. Well, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, Ryan, go to you. Yeah, I uh, I quite enjoyed this movie. Um, I like I said earlier, I think. For me personally, I like it more than Get Out because this is just more of my type of movie. I think Get Out is is tighter and, and stronger in some aspects. But uh, I think Crazy Clones taking over and just wanting to be seen is a pretty crazy idea. And I think this movie is real funny. Uh, I would give it a solid nine. Hell yeah. Please see it. Ben? This is the third horror movie I she- I've seen for this show. Good. Before doing this show, you would not put me into a horror movie. You're even welcome. If, even if it was Jordan Peele, I was like... Even when Get Out was coming out, I was like, mm, nah, I- I'm good. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a horror movie. I've seen it. I've seen Halloween, and now I've seen Us. And I really need I can't to go wait. see. I still haven't seen Get Out. I can't wait for you to see Hereditary. I can't wait for this for the crossover. It's Us. Oh. <sighs> Come on, it was low hanging fruit. Yeah. I can't oh, be the man. only one. Pennywise yeah. the doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your this movie. This is the third horror movie I've seen with you guys. That's rock solid. It is probably the best one I've seen out of the three. We've some pretty good horror movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- this is a nine. This is a great movie to see and gets you in all the right places. So definitely go see it. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. It was a it was a solid film. Very very scary. Um, there was some really great terrifying moments. Um, a lot of good symbolism, as Spark said. Um, the predictability of it is disappointing to me only because of how unpredictable Get Out was. And when I, you know, the twist of Get Out blew me away, which is why I think I, I, I prefer Get Out because it was one of those films that uh, I had no idea what was happening or where it was going or what it was going to be about. Um, whereas this, I, uh, as I said, I, I called it pretty early on. Um, and that's the only negative thing I have to say about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, in, that, in that sense, it is disappointing. Uh, but still good, still solid. Um, perhaps on rewatch, I'll like it even more. Uh, but for now, I think I'm pretty comfortable with an eight, seven point five, eight. Still a good score. I think probably uh, leaning more towards eight. And you know what? I've I have uh, at, at work because like people know like I'm a movie guy. Uh, they're asking if I was gonna see. Hey, you gonna see uh, us? And I'm like, yeah, I'm real excited. And a lot of my coworkers who are regular people like they didn't like this movie, but they love Get Out. And I and I think the critical response is still, is pretty positive for this, right? Yes. I wonder how the overall audience is gonna feel because a lot of the regular people I know didn't like this movie, mm. and I found that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, should we get into our book club? Ooh. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um. Anything readable? Alrighty then, time now for our book club. Sparks, take it away. Alright, uh, we're talking about Feathers by Jorge Corona. Um, Who liked our tweet. Oh, yeah. oh he did? He That's did. awesome. Mm-hmm. Who, who did the colors for it? Because it's not just one person who made this book. Um, this is also with uh, Jen Hickman. There you go. Is that what you were looking I for? I just wanted Jen Hickman, yeah. Oh, okay. is, it, is it the no. sister of Jonathan Hickman? <laughs> yeah. Um, this colors are important for a yeah. Book. This is a uh, this is a interesting little little book. Um, uh, it's all about this uh, boy born with uh, covered in black feathers. And oh, he, is that why it's called feathers? Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not 100. percent I might need to. Uh, Brandon, it. could you summarize for us? Nope, I forgot we had a book club this week. <laughs> it's weird. Sounds like we do it every week. I know. 
I dropped the ball on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he talks about how um, the initial idea of this came from like a his own spin on on wanting to do a Beauty and the Beast kind of tale. Hmm. Um, uh, it that the first time I heard that that kind of put me off a little bit. I'm like, I don't know if I want to know Beauty and the Beast. Story. That's funny because not I, really it's not really that much about I it. It's get, not at all because I, I read take, that too. I didn't get the Beauty and the Beast thing, but I have to say I do love the name of the boy, the feathers. Poe. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the Raven. Quote yeah. the Raven, baby. Uh, so he's found by this. Uh, he's found by this man. Oh, you're not only who, a Stephen King fan, you're an Edgar Allan Poe fan. I actually have read two Edgar Allan Poe poems, so I that's more than Stephen King. <laughs> I got that. At How least. many Edgar Allan Poe poems have you read? None. There we go. I have a I'm not saying I was a fan. Though. Quote the Raven. Be quiet. <laughs> 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 Quote the Raven. So, shut the hell up. So in this in this uh, book, Brandon, you, he's found by this man who wants to protect him, and he tells him like, you know, don't let anybody see you. Don't ever let anybody see you. And uh, eleven years go by, and uh, they, they live in this uh, uh, place called the Maze. Which is outside of the city. The city is separated from the maze by a it's wall. It's a, a made up world. Uh, yeah, and the the maze is um is kind of talked like it's it's just garbage. It's, the, it's, it's, it's a, a bad place it's to the, be. It's downtown L.A. It's gross. It's the slums. And yeah. uh, and it's got all the all the like orphan children. It seems the mice are the mice. Yep. Yeah. And the mice uh, scrounge around, and the guards are constantly trying to like catch them. And uh, the mice are uh, intimidated by this character that they call the ghost. And the ghost is... The ghost is snatching up kids. The ghost uh, apparently is snatching up kids, but the ghost we're led to believe when we start is... Feathers. Is Feathers. Um, our, 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 our hero named Poe. Um, but Poe is actually protecting the mice from the guards. He's constantly helping them. Uh, at one point, the uh, king... Is he a king? I, well, or I a lord? S- I want to say he's like the... I want to say I don't think he's a king, but I think I they do. called him Lord. Yeah, I think they yeah, call they him call, Lord. He's so a the Lord. I want to say he's the Lord of the city. Yeah, yeah. But like but a mayor, maybe. Uh, let's just go with that. He's something. It's not one of the reasons why I like this book is because it is a quote unquote fantasy book, but it's like fantasy, it's like grounded steam, fantasy. It's like steampunk fantasy, Victorian era sort of aesthetic. Yeah, but in a way that it tells you exactly what you need to know, but doesn't like overbear you. With it reminds war. me of like. Not exactly, but like like the realm of Avatar, where it's like quasi fantasy, quasi real, like a little kinda bit, a little sorta. bit of technology, not kinda like magic sorta. shit. Yeah, well, there yeah. is some magic shit. There is some magic stuff, but weird the same, god stuff. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you got a kid covered. Uh, you got a bird, a bird kid yep. covered in feathers. Bird boy. Yeah, who can ah. fly? I didn't want to call him. He bird can't boy. fly yet. Don't t- don't put that on him. He does eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Um, Bianca. Yeah, so Bianca is the daughter of the Lord, and she Emma uh, Watson t- wants to have an adventure in the maze, and so she does. And um, she's a privileged white and, girl. And she's like, I want to yeah, go yeah. adventure in the well, slums. And she's bored. She wants to go out. She winds yeah. up meeting Poe, and she she names him Feathers. Uh huh. And uh, well, the, doesn't doesn't she save? Doesn't excuse me? Doesn't he save her from like eat mean guards or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like a V for Vendetta situation. Uh huh. And uh, and so they they learn more about each other. She tells him about um the. The, the goddess, or the go- uh, look there's it up. a term, um, the guide, the guide. There you go, the guide, the guide who the holy uh, mother. Yeah, uh-huh. everyone kind of in the city regards as like this this protective figure, and she has big, beautiful white feathers. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, that that gets Poe immediately interested because he thinks that perhaps she knows more about him. She could be like him because Poe's the only uh, one of his kind. He's uh-huh. very ostracized yeah. from the society that he's in. Uh, he feels like his uh, his dad is is kind of lying to him well his dad's just trying to keep him safe you know that tr- yeah. like the the traditional right. like story of like oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, like, i'm yeah. trying to protect you but i'm being too protective. superman clark so Kent, our um, battle angel you know so uh feathers and bianca wind up saving the, one of the mice and that mice says that like oh i can help get bianca back into 
the city. I just need to tell the other mice, but the other mice think that uh, Feathers is the ghost, so they try to catch him, and they make a deal with the guards. But All the guards the are actually being led by the real ghost, who is uh, the, captain. The, captain uh, of the, guard. the captain of the guard, who is uh, wearing a, had a feeling. scarf and a top hat. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he gives that vibe pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, the first panel you see him is like the most like posh. Like he looks like, I'm a prince. Yeah, yeah. You hear him like, Yeah, yeah it's like the you most hear like, that voice. oh my. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he was, he, he's a, not like a great well, villain, when, but he's a, he's a well, good Well, when one. I first saw him with the top hat, I got Jack the Ripper vibes. Oh, like, definitely. Oh, sure. Quick. But, uh, this I really like this book. I like, thought it was going to be like a feathered monster, no, like someone like him. On the yeah. car ride over, um, Ryan, you were saying that this would have been a really good DreamWorks yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, and like, I 100% reading agree. this, this 100% felt like if like the guys who made How to Chain Your Dragon, like if they made their next animated movie, this like the style of this is very uh, DreamWorks. It's it's very. Uh-huh. Uh, it it reminds me a lot of a. Uh, Rise of the Guardians yeah. from yeah. DreamWorks, um, especially like the design of Feathers himself. Yeah. And I I love the relationship, the friendship between Bianca and Feathers and uh, Poe. Damn it. You don't. They, they, she calls him Feathers. Yeah, but I yeah. love their relationship. I love how R comes into play. I love how Z, the leader of the mice. All the mice. Finally... All the kids are named after just the letters of the alphabet. Yeah, and how <laughs> I just love how their whole dynamic like like fix gets in and we still don't get all the answers. And I'm kind of happy about that, but I also want to read more. So I really hope yeah. There's, there's a more weird there's soon. a weird thing with the guide statue. Oh yeah, this is where it it was very much rooted in like like yo this is like people a faith thing. Yes, yeah. it's not a real god. And then like she takes him over or and something. Then, yeah, then he's possessed by her for a time. Yeah, and there's definitely an implication of like hearing her voice and another voice and also oh, bookending yeah. the and story. Also not all pop, about that stuff. And also yeah. pop. Poe's dad, she, yeah. he's like, he knows oh, she's this. real, yeah, and she can mess you up yeah, real yeah. good. Yeah, so, so there's there's some weird you guys, extra stuff going on there. Uh-huh. Do you imagine that like he's part of this like this? I don't want to say like aliens, but like like extra beings that are new to Earth and they're like the gods of them. Or I like, wanna, what do you what do you think I wanna, they are? Uh, this is me grasping at straws, well, probably course. a little yeah, bit. That's what we're doing. Uh, I want to say that Poe is part of just a different race of being. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a uh, dragonborn. Yeah, and just from Dungeons and Dragons, Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, where they're like part, where they have it's a part lot like that. Yeah, where they're like they have there are celestials where they're part, um, not like comic celestials, but where they have part of the gods' gifts in them, like yeah. demigods. Yeah, yeah. But they may be ostracized for them. They may be made fun of. So that that's why Poe's dad he knows what he is. So he's like, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna raise him right, so he can um, pursue his own I his I own uh, fate. Because at, at the end of the book, um. You, I assume two deities, one of white feathers, one yeah. of black. Feathers. I got like like a like a like a Jedi Sith vibe. Yeah. Like the black feathered one is like, oh, I'm the devil, like of the of yeah. these of this feathered race. Yeah. And but like, then, yeah. but then the white the uh, but the white one's the one that takes him over and, yeah. and talks like the, in her white text talks yeah. like more manipulative about yeah. him. Yeah. And, and she says and she says and he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, he's no use to me now. I, I don't care about. Him. And he's like, no, you just no. It's just because he didn't pick your side. Yeah. He's walking. He's in got the just middle. as much of right. me as. As he does you inside of yeah. him. So like both sides of this like whatever. So it's kind of cliff. I mean the main story itself like ends. Yeah. yeah. But it's also kind of cliffhanger. It leaves it open for more. And yeah. it is open for more. And, do you and there know hasn't been more. There hasn't been this more. This is uh, now it. a four year old comic. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing other stuff. Uh, I, that, I don't know. I don't know if or when he'll ever come back to this. I, I, I'll I be honest like at 
the beginning, I didn't love the art, but as I kept reading it, I really grew to really like oh, it. No, I, Same. Yeah. The, the art grew. I mean, the first few pages, you're like, okay, I, I can get behind it. I mean, it's like, a, it's very cartoony, but yeah, like, man, I really think Poe is designed like really well. I love his design. Yeah. I love how you never see his true eyes. Yeah. I love how you only see the goggles. And maybe those are his true eyes. Who knows? No, he just can't see in the, in yeah, the light. He, he can't see yeah. in the light. And then it's got, well, he can't see without his goggles. Yeah. He's like a he's like a um uh Cyclops. Nope, nope, nope. His name is Richard Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, there you go. That's Dick it. Riddick. That's better. That's better. <laughs> Dick, Dick Riddick. Riddick. <laughs> oh, that's his name. Boy. Don't okay. talk to me. Talk to Ben. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not gonna say a thing. But yeah, that's that's a much better comparison. And oh, damn it. Talk I, to Ben. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't speak to me. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, dog. It's okay. Um, uh, uh, yeah, think. I really I really like the resolution of the story that they have at play here. But I'm definitely like. Man, I want to know what's up with like all the extra stuff going I on. I really there's so much. There's yeah. so much. It's not even like a tag at the end. Like the the book sets up that the there's more going really on, good. and constantly mm-hmm. throughout you reminds. Yeah, there's still more at play here. By the way, uh, what you're focusing on with the story of the ghost, that's like small potatoes to what else yeah, is going yeah. on. But we're not I, getting there. I remember what I was gonna say. I was gonna comment on the art. Um, I because yeah, the art it grew on me. I love the art style of yeah. this. But at first, because you know how sometimes well, with these fantasy stories, they'll tell you exactly where you are, when it is, and what's going on. We don't get a name. We don't get a name. Yeah, the just city. the maze. Yeah. We just get the maze. We just get even the mice. I'm like, who are the mice? Or oh, these like orphan kids mice? Oh, that's a cool little code name. And as the book goes on, it's it's one of Sparks's favorite things: show, don't tell. Where that's true. In a way, I mean, in a way, it has to kind of tell you because you know it's a book, so you have to. It, it tells you, but at the same time, it still it tell it shows you is like this is the world you're in. This is what the aesthetic is. Just accept it and roll with it, and you'll be fine. Uh, I took three pictures. One of them is a guard saying they dropped a house on us, and then in Brandon's <laughs> voice, I know, buddy. I I did that too. I did that too. You say I know, buddy, all the time, and I was like, oh wow, Brandon's in this book. Yeah, uh, it's a, like it, honestly, I I pictured two Brandons. Yeah, because I I could see both doing that. Just like Wait. they dropped a house on us. I know, buddy. <laughs> like they're both Brandon to me. Both of those guards were Brandon when I read it. Uh, the second one is uh, Bianca talking to Feathers, and uh, she's like, oh, "You're the ghost, aren't you, Feathers?" And he's like, "What? No, 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 yeah." <laughs> I like that was cute. That was yeah. great. And then there's one great. panel that I think is just really good ca- comic design where she's like, whoa, what is that? Pointing to something in a different panel of the comic. And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, is that the sewers? And I'm like, wow, that's like fourth wall breaking in the comic that's like that's not storytelling. Fourth, yeah, it's fourth yeah. wall breaking. That's really but not, smart. That was it's really, cool. really good imagery that's in like this book. That's like fifth wall breaking. It's yeah, like, that was a, I, uh, I grew to really, really, really like this book. Yeah. Yeah. Every issue, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the more I read it, the more I was like, no, Give me more. Okay, Feathers. cool. What's, what's going to happen next? I want to know what happens next. Like, I'm really you bummed. Get to the end of the book. Else. You Same. get to the end of the issue or the chapter, and you're like, no, no, let's let's keep going. Let's keep this train rolling. I want to see what's going to happen next. Uh, I also like how messed up it is when you learn that um, the captain has been. Uh, it's it seems like Fullmetal Alchemist transmuting. Yeah, he's been yeah. murdering children. For each children, he gets a feather, and he's yeah. been collecting feathers to put all over his body to give him power. It's like a weird yeah. black swan. It's <laughs> it's real weird, and so like he's got. A lot of feathers on him, so uh-huh. he's murdered a lot of kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's uh, messed up. It's really cool. You guys have anything, anything else you want to add? Well, no, I just want to hear what you thought about it. Uh, everything you guys said sounds great. All right, loved it. <laughs> I'm really bummed you missed this one. I thought I am, you would I like. Actu- I actually thought you would really like this one. I, uh, I, I just it just slipped my mind. I've had such crazy weeks lately. Yeah. Uh, ben and I read it this morning. Yeah, I we I could have I could have, but I completely forgot. It's, it's on fine. me. It's on me. Uh, I make no excuses except for it's on me. Uh, ben, it's your book club next week. Do you know it, what you want to do? I, I do, actually. Cool. 
Aquaman Rebirth Volume Four. Stefan Cedric Arc, baby, let's roll. Oh man, I was gonna do that. All right, all right. Next all right. time you're gonna do it. No, I mean I was gonna. My next book club was gonna be that. Oh, you guys should have talked about it. I mean, when do we ever still, talk? You about still it? can. Dude, just, just do, do it part again. after. No, because that's the second step on Cedric. Yeah, Volume Four. It's a great book. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, Sexy. That, no, I bought it. I still haven't read it yet. Well, hey, this is your excuse. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why it's gonna make it's gonna force me to read it. So it's probably my favorite Aquaman volume. Alrighty, so that'll do it for us this time. Another another successful episode, I think. Heck Woo-hoo. yeah, dude. Um, uh, next week we will be reviewing Dumbo. I guess that's what we wanted to do, right? Yeah. 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 All right. How you feeling, Jumbo? I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for Dumbo. I know. I like. I know you're not a, a Burton boy. Yeah. I'm a Burton boy. I'm a Burton boy. Uh, so I was. I'm a Devito man too. So I know you are. Again, I was. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these things are not things I'm currently yeah, into. That's fair. Um, yeah. All right. Review of Dumbo next week. Um, also, I completely dropped the ball on the MCU rewatch uh, part two that will go up this Wednesday. Uh, it is all set. I wanted to oh. give the Christopher Swindle uh, room to breathe, and I just kind of lost track of how much room I wanted to give it. So. <laughs> Uh, Let him a, breathe. It's a little. Let Swindle breathe. It's a little late. I did send him a mug. Uh, John Goodman. Um, that John Goodman. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, also check out Beyond the Box Set. It's a great, great show. We are yeah. part of the Paid Media Network. Uh, finally, so thank you for oh, that. Oh, it's a podcast name that shouted us out last week. Uh, oh. The Downright Nerdy Podcast. Downright Nerdy. Hey, Downright thanks for saying we're cool. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, thank you for saying it's one of your favorites. That was great. That yeah. makes me feel good. That yeah. makes me feel yeah. real good. Thanks, man. Ooh, maybe I started listening to them uh, yeah. because, nice. because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we are a Funko affiliate. They're, they're rolling along They're rolling along pretty good. Rolling yeah. in the deep. Good yeah. for them. Uh, we are a Funko affiliate. As you all know, you can use the just click the link in the description. Use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase on the Funko store. Um, as you, as I said, we are part of the Paved Media Network. Check out pavedmedia.net uh, to check out some really cool podcasts. Paving the way for great content. From, uh, from across the pond. Um, places in Britain, places in Canada, places in... I think it's bigger than a pond. Well, it's, the, it's, the it's a rest. lake. It's, the it's a lake. No, it's Lake Placid. Hmm. Lake Placid, USA. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, the you think you think Britain is uh, the other side of Lake Placid? Lake Placid, um, <laughs> Jesus, the crocodile movie. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/fakenerdpodcast, tpublic.com/slash/user/slash/fakenerdpod. Uh, we, we chuck in a buck if you want. This chuck in a buck, as my favorite podcast says. <laughs> um, yeah, any support you guys can you guys can muster up would greatly appreciate it. Help Five keep stars. the lights on up here. Um, Subscribe. Uh, thank you so, so much to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. There's no show without you guys. Well, there is, but it's just four guys talking to nothing. Nobody um, wants that. Well, I mean, we'd do it anyway, honestly. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, if nobody listened to it, we'd still do this. You're right. <laughs> um, Jeremy, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci who does our, who does our um, theme music and Ooh. our intro music and our blah, blah, blahs. You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards uh, on Instagram. What's his band theme? Treasure Town? Uh, uh, his his, his second band. band is Treasure Town Band. The Element and Treasure Town. Check them yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, you can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, uh, at iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, uh, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Uh, new episode of Miscellaneous this week. Um, Is there? Yes. New episode of Miscellaneous this week with Ryan and Ben guesting. I was there. We were there. What? Yeah. What? Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, thank you to Mike Matola. Thanks, our, Mike. Uh, logo for both Miscellaneous and Fake Nerd. I'm wearing this great new merchandise for hey mine's in the mail miscellaneous it mine's is. on its way wow i can't wear it because i might be wearing it this next weekend to WonderCon. we're official not really um <laughs> you can find him at mike Matola. um the 
Last thing I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, find Miscellaneous on uh, Instagram and Twitter on at Miscellaneous P. Um, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. Fickner Guys at gmail.com. Or you can find me at BMT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ben. Ben Mag27 at Instagram and Twitter. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram, S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan. DJ Tony Snark at everything. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys. Do your best, Lapita Nyongo laugh. Uh, 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 that was gross. I regret it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stay fake, nerds.